HM, Healthcare Admin and Programs Management. Comprehensive Audio Study Guide. Copyright Navy BMR.com. Decedent Affairs. 1. A claim for payment or reimbursement of memorial services expenses are allowed only if presented within how many years after notification to the primary next of kin of the date of death. 2. Memorial services expenses, as defined in paragraph 1-4G, are allowable for non-recovered eligible deceased naval personnel whose determination of death is on or after 1 January 1961. A claim for payment or reimbursement may be allowed only if presented within two years after notification to the PNOK of the date of death. For adjudication and payment, the PNOK should submit receipted invoices or a certified claim, original, and four copies to the OMA-NA Appendix Foxtrot in whose area the memorial services were held. 2. A claim for payment or reimbursement of memorial services expenses is authorized for the actual cost or an amount not to exceed what amount? $1,180. Payment or reimbursement is authorized for the actual cost or an amount not to exceed $1,180, whichever is the lesser. 3. All anatomical portions of human remains recovered from the scene of a disaster subsequent to release of principal remains to the primary next of kin will be reported to Comnav Medcom by which message precedence? Priority. All anatomical portions of human remains recovered from the scene of a disaster subsequent to release of principal remains to the PNOK will be reported to Comnav Medcom by priority message. 4. All remains should be inspected in accordance with what series after preparation of remains but prior to shipment. OPNAV Instruction 5360.1 After preparation of remains but prior to shipment, all remains should be inspected in accordance with OPNAV Instruction 5360.1 series. The decedent affairs officer or designated official is responsible for coordinating transportation arrangements for the remains with the local Navy Personnel Transportation Office or SATO Travel Office. 5. Annual contracts are awarded to funeral directors serving the local area of activities anticipating how many or more deaths per year. 3. Annual contracts are awarded to funeral directors serving the local area of activities anticipating three or more deaths per year. 6. Approximately how many days are required for adjudicating and paying funeral and or interment expense claims? 30. Due to the time required in adjudicating and paying claims, approximately 30 days, it should be explained to the PNOK that the claim may be made payable to the funeral home. Explain that it should be completed at the earliest convenient time and mailed with a copy of the funeral home invoice to the activity indicated on the form or to the OMA-NH servicing the area in which interment is made. 7. A primary next-of-kin or secondary next-of-kin originated request for a stopover for funeral services or any other legitimate reason may be allowed for no longer than how many hours at the stopover point? 72. A PNOK or SNOK originated request for a stopover for funeral services or any other legitimate reason may be allowed provided responsible PNOK agrees to defray all expenses incurred at the stopover point, including the cost of transfer of remains from and return to the commercial carrier terminal. A period not in excess of 72 hours may be allowed at the stopover point. 
the escort will accompany remains from the point of origin to the stopover point, thence to the place of interment. 8. As soon as cremains are received by the shore facility or casketed remains arrive at the funeral home near the port of embarkation, the OMA-NH servicing the area will contact the primary next of kin not less than once every how many weeks to reaffirm the schedule of events. 3. Contact the PNOK not less than once every three weeks to reaffirm the schedule of events. 9. At-sea dispositions should be conducted following the provisions of which U.S. Navy Regulations Articles 1089-1094. The CNO has concurred in the continued coordination required to accomplish burials at sea during peacetime. In a war or major military operation, the area commander makes at-sea disposition determinations when it becomes necessary to suspend the current death program. Conduct at-sea dispositions following the provisions of Articles 1089-1094 of U.S. Navy Regulations. 10. Authorized Decedent Affairs Program expenses are chargeable to the special open allotment held by what? BUMED. Authorized Decedent Affairs Program expenses are chargeable to the special open allotment held by BUMED. These items include primary, transportation, and secondary expenses. In circumstances involving reimbursable transactions, costs may also be initially charged to the open allotment subject to reimbursement. The allotment may be charged by any Navy or Marine Corps activity assigned procurement or payment responsibility. Army and Air Force activities may charge the allotment when arranging for authorized supplies and services at the request of a naval activity. 11. By what message precedence should personnel casualty reports be sent? Priority. Personnel casualty reports should be sent by priority message. 12. CACOs are assigned for a period of 90 days to how many months, depending on the needs of the families. 9. CACOs are assigned for a period of 90 days to 9 months, depending on the needs of the families. 13. Charges for services of civilian pathologists are properly payable from medical department funds for aircraft accident victims, as specified in which instruction? BUMED Instruction 6510.6 Bravo. As specified in BUMED Instruction 6510.6 Bravo, NOTAL, charges for services of civilian pathologists are properly payable from medical department funds for aircraft accident victims. Bills covering professional fees should be submitted for settlement to Comnav Medcom, Medcom 332, via the Naval Activity Ordering the Services. 14. Chronologically numbered progress reports, MED 5360-6, will be dispatched at 24-hour intervals when search, recovery, and identification operations continue for more than how many hours after a disaster? 36. When search, recovery, and identification operations continue for more than 36 hours after a disaster, chronologically numbered progress reports, MED 5360-6, Search, Recovery, and Identification Operations Progress and or Unusual Identification Problems will be dispatched at 24-hour intervals. Include all factual details incident to the operation since last report. 15. Chronological progress reports should be dispatched every 24 hours to BUMED and Navy Casualty Office with the appropriate information addressees directed by OPNAV Instruction 5360.1 series when search, recovery, and identification operations continue for more than how many hours? 36. 
when search recovery and identification operations continue for more than 36 hours. Chronological progress reports should be dispatched every 24 hours to BUMED and Navy Casualty Office, with the appropriate information addressees directed by OPNAV Instruction 5360.1 series. 16. Commanding officers of ships designated to conduct at-sea dispositions will, within 24 hours after committal, send a message to the primary next of kin giving the date and time of committal and indicating that details and photographs of the ceremony, as appropriate, will be forwarded within how many working days or as soon as practicable. 10. Commanding officers of ships designated to conduct at-sea dispositions will, within 24 hours after committal, send a message to the PNOK giving the date and time of committal and indicating that details and photographs of the ceremony, as appropriate, will be forwarded within the next 10 working days or as soon as practicable thereafter. 17. Committals at sea of casketed remains should be conducted at a depth greater than how many fathoms? 100. 18. Cremains of military personnel will be hand-carried in a suitable container by the escort. The escort may be authorized how many pounds of additional baggage allowance as a DAP expense. 10. Cremains of military personnel will be hand-carried in a suitable container by the escort. The escort may be authorized 10 pounds additional baggage allowance as a DAP expense. When an escort is not authorized, cremains will be transported by registered mail, preferred method, air or surface transportation to designated consignee. 19. Disposition at sea of cremains from a naval ship or aircraft will not be performed less than how many miles from the nearest land. 3. Disposition at sea of cremains from a naval ship or aircraft will not be performed less than three miles from the nearest land. 20. How many classifications of national cemeteries are there? 3. There are three classifications of national cemeteries, open, active cemeteries with grave spaces available, closed, inactive cemeteries without grave spaces available, new, inactive cemeteries planned but not yet opened. 21. How many copies of the DD-2064 Certificate of Death Overseas must accompany the remains inside the transfer case when remains are transferred to another overseas activity or to a POE in the United States? 3. When remains are transferred to another overseas activity or to a POE in the United States, three signed copies of the DD-2064 Certificate of Death Overseas must accompany the remains inside the transfer case. Failure to include the certificate of death may cause a serious delay in the arrival of remains at the final destination and result in complaints from the family. 22. How many copies of the DD-2064 Certificate of Death Overseas will be prepared when remains are prepared outside the 48 contiguous United States and will accompany the remains when transferred to any other activity? 3. When remains are prepared outside the 48 contiguous United States, Three copies of DD-2064, Certificate of Death Overseas, and two copies of the DD-565, Statement of Recognition of Deceased, and all other required identification documents will accompany remains transferred to any other activity. 23. How many copies of the DD-565, Statement of Recognition of Deceased, will be prepared when remains are prepared outside the 48 contiguous United States? and will accompany the remains when transferred to any other activity. 2. When remains are prepared outside the 48 contiguous United States, 
three copies of DD-2064, Certificate of Death Overseas, and two copies of the DD-565, Statement of Recognition of Deceased, and all other required identification documents will accompany remains transferred to any other activity. 24. How many days of per diem are authorized for necessary travel time when relatives reside within the 48 contiguous United States? 2. When relatives reside within the 48 contiguous United States, a maximum of two days per diem is authorized for necessary travel time. Per diem in excess of two days may be authorized to accommodate the time necessary to perform travel from outside the United States, Puerto Rico, or possessions of the United States. Per diem is at the flat rate of $50 per day for travel within the United States. 25. How many DD-565s, Statement of Recognition of Deceased, signed by different individuals, must commanding officers in overseas areas ensure are sent to the overseas processing mortuary? 2. In overseas areas, commanding officers will ensure that two DD-565s, Statement of Recognition of Deceased, signed by different individuals, medical and dental records, and x-rays accompany remains, preferably in the transfer case, to the overseas processing mortuary. Attach a legible, waterproof tag to each remains, showing name, grade, or rate, and social security number of the deceased. 26. How many different ways are national cemeteries classified? 3. National cemeteries are classified as 1. Open, active, those currently having grave spaces available, 2. Closed, inactive, available, those not having grave spaces, 3. New, inactive, those planned but not yet opened. 27. How many escorts are authorized for each deceased individual using Decedent Affairs Program funding? 1. As a mark of respect and an indication of the Naval Service's desire to be of help to the PNOK and SNOK, Escorts will be provided, per this chapter, to accompany remains and hand-carry cremains of deceased members to assure prompt and safe delivery. Only one escort for each deceased individual is authorized using Decedent Affairs Program funding. However, more than one may be assigned if not used concurrently. 28. How many escorts are authorized to accompany remains or cremains of each military member? 1. One escort is authorized to accompany remains or cremains of each military member. Escorts are authorized round-trip common carrier transportation, one-way first class when necessary, to destination and return to place designated in orders. Escort duty performed in a duty status is on a per diem basis. 29. How many escorts, when authorized, will be provided for each remains, including cremains? 1. One escort, when authorized, will be provided for each remains, including cremains. Transportation and prescribed allowances are authorized to the place designated by the PNOK or other person authorized to direct disposition and return as directed in orders. Upon arrival at destination, escorts will determine whether the person authorized to direct disposition desires the escort's presence to attend the services. When given a negative response, escorts will proceed as soon as possible to the place designated in their orders. 30. How many holes, at a minimum, must be drilled in the casket for at-sea dispositions? 20. Drill a minimum of 20 2-inch holes in the casket, 8 in the base, 4 in each lid for double-lid caskets or in the lid of a single casket, and 2 in each end. 
Devise local methods through the use of porous materials, example cloth, paper, cardboard, tape, etc., to preclude visibility of remains through drilled holes. 31. How many or more deaths per year must be anticipated for annual contracts to be awarded to funeral directors by naval activities within the 48 contiguous United States? 10. Annual contracts may be awarded by naval activities within the 48 contiguous United States that anticipate a volume of 10 or more deaths per year. 32. How many programs exist to provide for transportation to the burial site of relatives of the deceased? 2. Two separate and distinct programs exist to provide for transportation to the burial site of relatives of the deceased. When authorized under both programs, offer the PNOK the opportunity to select the option that most nearly meets the needs of the family. 33. If a stopover for funeral services en route to final destination is authorized, the escort is allowed a stopover time not to exceed how many hours at the stopover point in addition to the stopover time authorized. 72. After arrival of remains at destination, the escort is allowed a stopover of up to 72 hours for the purpose of attending funeral services if desired by the PNOK. Upon request of the PNOK, escorts may request an extension if the funeral services are not held within the allotted 72-hour period. 34. If the primary next of kin desires to make arrangements for disposition of remains in an area where an armed forces contract or mortuary was not available, rather than use Department of Defense services, or they have completed arrangements before DOD services are offered, the actual cost or an amount not to exceed what amount, whichever is lesser, can be paid out, $750. In an area where an armed forces contract or mortuary was not available, the actual cost or an amount not to exceed $750, effective 1st July 1980, whichever is the lesser. 35. Inside dimensions will not be less than how many inches in length for the oversized casket, 81 inches. Inside dimensions will not be less than 81 inches in length measured from the inner surfaces of the end panels and 25 inches in width measured between the inner surfaces of the side panels. 36. Inside dimensions will not be less than how many inches in length for the standard size casket, 78 inches. 37. Parents include step-parents, parents by adoption, or former step-parents who stood in loco parentis to the member at any time for a continuous period of at least how many years before the member attained 21 years of age. 5. Deceased members' parents, if there are no dependents meeting the eligibility criteria in paragraphs 16-6b1a through d above. Parents include step-parents, parents by adoption, or former step-parents who stood in loco parentis to the member at any time for a continuous period of at least five years before the member attained 21 years of age. 38. Placing weights in the foot end of the casket may be necessary to assure rapid, feet-first submersion for at-sea dispositions if the casket and remains weigh less than how many pounds. 300. When appropriate, place weights in the foot end of the casket to assure rapid, feet-first submersion. Such weighting may be necessary only in those instances when casket and remains together weigh less than 300 pounds. 39. Rail transportation, except which type, is authorized from point of origin to destination or as part of a combination of methods used in expeditious return of eligible deceased personnel to their primary next of kin. 
rail as freight. Rail transportation, except rail as freight, is authorized from point of origin to destination or as part of a combination of methods used in expeditious return of eligible deceased personnel to their PNOK. 40. Remains may be refrigerated for short periods pending arrival of a transportation vessel or arrival of the embalmer from a government mortuary. Which temperature range should the remains be kept at to minimize cellular deterioration? 36 to 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Remains may be refrigerated for short periods pending arrival of a transportation vessel or arrival of the embalmer from a government mortuary. To minimize cellular deterioration, remains should be refrigerated above the freezing point, 36 degrees to 40 degrees Fahrenheit, or 2.2 degrees to 4.4 degrees centigrade. 41. Remains may be refrigerated for short periods pending arrival of a transportation vessel or arrival of the government embalmer. To minimize cellular deterioration, remains should be refrigerated above the freezing point at 36 degrees to want temperature. 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Remains may be refrigerated for short periods pending arrival of a transportation vessel or arrival of the government embalmer. To minimize cellular deterioration, remains should be refrigerated above the freezing point at 36 degrees to 40 degrees Fahrenheit, 2.2 degrees to 4.4 degrees Celsius. 42. Round-trip transportation and, when appropriate, per diem to the place of interment is authorized for all eligible relatives unless the total time from departure to time of return can be performed with how many hours or less, in which case per diem is not payable. 10. Round-trip transportation and, when appropriate, per diem to the place of interment is authorized for all eligible relatives. Per diem is not payable when the burial site is in the local area as defined in Joint Federal Travel Regulations or the total time from departure to time of return can be performed within 10 hours or less. Military air transportation within the 48 contiguous United States is not authorized. 43. The commander of the NAVMEDCOM region, out of which the at-sea disposition will be accomplished, will provide message notification to COMNAVMEDCOM Washington, D.C., when delay in disposition is expected to extend beyond how many weeks from the date at sea disposition was approved. 10. The commander of the NAVMEDCOM region, out of which the at sea disposition will be accomplished, will provide message notification to COMNAVMEDCOM Washington, D.C., when delay in disposition is expected to extend beyond 10 weeks from the date at sea disposition was approved. 44. The term father or mother includes a step-parent or parent by adoption and any other person, including a former step-parent, who is stood in loco parentis to the member for a continuous period of not less than how many years during the minority of the member. 5. The term father or mother includes a step-parent or parent by adoption and any other person, including a former step-parent, who is stood in loco parentis to the member for a continuous period of not less than five years during the minority of the member. 45. The use of charter air taxi service may be authorized in coordination with ComNavMedCom under provisions of paragraph 304010 of which publication when commercial air is not available to destination and the use of funeral vehicle or rail transportation would cause an undue delay in arrival at destination. NAVSUP Publication 444. The use of charter air taxi service may be authorized in coordination with ComNavMedCom, MedCom-332, 
under provisions of paragraph 304010 NAVSUP Publication 444, when commercial air is not available to destination and the use of funeral vehicle or rail transportation would cause an undue delay in arrival at destination. Commercial air may be supplemented by either funeral vehicle or rail. 46. Three signed copies of what form will accompany the remains to continental United States when death occurs outside the continental United States? DD 2064. A civil certificate of death must be obtained if a death occurs within one of the 50 United States or the District of Columbia. If a death occurs outside these areas, with the exception of Guam, a certificate of death overseas, DD 2064, should be prepared. This certificate is in addition to the civil certificate of death. However, the civil certificate of death is not required in all overseas areas. 47. Transportation of family members to and from burial sites of members who die while on active duty for a period of how many days or longer, and of all members being buried in a group, is authorized under a program administered by CMC and Comnav Milperscom. 30. Transportation of family members to and from burial sites of members who die while on active duty for a period of 30 days or longer, and of all members being buried in a group, is authorized under a program administered by CMC and Comnav Milperscom. 48. Under which program are the remains of the deceased shipped to a place designated by the primary next of kin for permanent disposition and ships the descendant's personal effects to the legal recipient? Current Death Program. This program provides professional mortuary services, supplies, and related services incident to care and disposition of remains of persons eligible for these services by specific statute. Under this program, remains are shipped to a place designated by the primary next of kin for permanent disposition and the decedent's personal effects are shipped to the legal recipient. Although not a part of the current death program, Round-trip transportation to the burial site is authorized for family members of deceased active duty members under a program administered by CMC and Comnav Milperscom. 49. Unmarried adult children of eligible individuals may be buried in any open national cemetery except Arlington if they were totally disabled, either physically or mentally, prior to attaining which age. 21. Unmarried adult children of eligible individuals may be buried in any open national cemetery except Arlington if they were totally disabled, either physically or mentally, prior to attaining the age of 21. 50. Up to what allowance amount is authorized towards secondary expenses actually incurred by the primary next of kin for eligible deceased personnel for burial in a national or other federal government cemetery? or committal at sea after being consigned to a funeral director selected by the primary next of kin on or after October 1, 1985, and until further notice, $1,180. On or after the 1st of October, 1985, and until further notification, actual cost or an amount not to exceed $1,180, whichever is the lesser. 51. Up to what allowance amount is authorized towards secondary expenses actually incurred by the primary next of kin for eligible deceased personnel for burial in a private cemetery on or after October 1, 1985 and until further notice? $1,750. On or after the 1st of October, 1985 and until further notification, actual cost or an amount not to exceed $1,750, whichever is less.
52. Order provided to a company remains to ensure prompt, safe delivery, to show respect to the decedent, and as an indication of the Navy's desire to help the NOK. Escorts. Cremated remains, cremains, of active duty personnel will be hand-carried by an escort and transported using commercial air, rail, a funeral director's vehicle, or other appropriate vehicle. When an escort is not authorized, cremains may be transported by registered mail, preferred method, air or surface transportation to the PADD or to a specified individual designated by the PADD. 53. What instruction contains decedent affairs procedures? OPNAV Instruction 5360.1 For this reason, hospital corpsmen should have a working knowledge of decedent affairs procedures, which are outlined in OPNAV Instruction 5360.1 Series, Decedent Affairs Manual. 54. What is responsible for providing a flag for eligible veterans for disposition at sea? Veterans Administration The Veterans Administration is responsible for providing a flag for eligible veterans. A PNOK may obtain a flag by filing an application at any Veterans Administration regional office. 55. What is responsible for the procurement and provision of headstones or markers for any person buried in a national or post cemetery? Eligible military members who died while on active duty and are buried in a non-government cemetery and any veteran who served in the military service and was honorably discharged. VA, Victor Alpha. The Veterans Administration has responsibility for the procurement and provision of headstones or markers for any person buried in a national or post-cemetery, eligible military members who died while on active duty and are buried in a non-government cemetery, and any veteran who served in the military service and was honorably discharged. Requests for headstones or markers for placement in private cemeteries or memorial markers for placement in private or national cemeteries should be submitted on VA 40-13-30, Application for Standard Government Headstone or Marker to the Monument Service, 42, Veterans Administration, 810, Vermont Avenue, Northwest, Washington, D.C., 20420, Appendix M. When remains are interred in a national cemetery, paragraph 14-3A is applicable. 56. What is the age of majority? 18. The age of majority is 18 years. The rights of minor children will be exercised by their surviving parent or legal guardian. 57. What is the form number of the Record of Identification Processing Dental Chart? DD-891. Prepare a legible dental chart, or DD-891, Record of Identification Processing Dental Chart, carefully detailing restorations, missing, impacted, and malposed teeth. 58. What is the form number of the Request for Payment of Funeral and or Interment Expenses? DD-1375. Escorts for Navy members will hand-carry DD-1375, Request for Payment of Funeral and or Interment Expenses, Appendix G, to the PNOK. 59. What may be used for transfer of remains from the place of preparation to another local funeral home for local burial, or to a local cemetery, or to a common carrier terminal. Funeral coach. A funeral coach, closed vehicle, provided by a funeral director, the following circumstances or other suitable may be used under A, for transfer of remains from the place of preparation to another local funeral home for local burial, or to a local cemetery, or to a common carrier terminal. 60. 
what monetary amount may be awarded for the recovery of remains or for information leading to recovery, $25 to $50. Reasonable costs of search for, recovery, and identification of remains are authorized. Search operations, unusual in scope or cost, should not be initiated without prior approval of ComNav MedCom. Rewards of $25 or $50 may be offered and paid for recovery of remains or for information leading to recovery. 61. What program combines the current death program and graves registration program? Concurrent return. The concurrent return program combines the current death program and graves registration program. The program provides for the search, recovery, and evacuation of remains to a processing point, identification and preparation of remains in a mortuary, and shipment for permanent disposition to a final destination designated by the PADD. The concurrent return program normally becomes operational when large numbers of military personnel are committed to a strategic area. Remains buried in temporary cemeteries under the GR program or in emergencies will normally be disinterred and evacuated under the concurrent return program if conditions and capabilities permit. 62. What program consists of search, recovery, identification, care, and disposition of the remains of deceased personnel for whom the Department of the Navy is responsible? Decedent Affairs The Navy's Decedent Affairs program consists of search, recovery, identification, care, and disposition of the remains of deceased personnel for whom the Department of the Navy is responsible. The Decedent Affairs program is considered a highly visible and extremely sensitive program. Arrangements for the burial of the deceased should be conducted in an expedient but dignified manner, and survivors of the deceased should be given the greatest possible amount of support and assistance. 63. What program provides for permanent disposition of remains of persons buried in temporary cemeteries who could not be evacuated under the concurrent return program? Return of Remains the Return of Remains program provides for permanent disposition of remains of persons buried in temporary cemeteries who could not be evacuated under the concurrent return program. 64. What program provides for the search, recovery, evacuation to a temporary cemetery or a mortuary, initial identification, disposition of personal effects found, and burial in the temporary cemeteries? Graves Registration the Graves Registration Program, GR or GRREG, provides for the search, recovery, evacuation to a temporary cemetery or a mortuary, initial identification, disposition of personal effects found, and burial in the temporary cemeteries. This program is only operational when authorized by the responsible commander during major military operations. When necessary, the GR program includes the establishment and maintenance of temporary burial sites. Detailed guidance on graves registration procedures are contained in the Mortuary Affairs Joint Operations 4-06-05-06 and Navy and Marine Corps Publication NAVMED Publication 5016-NAVMC-2509-Alpha Handling of Deceased Personnel in Theaters of Operation. 65. What program provides professional mortuary services, supplies, and related services incident to the care and disposition of remains of persons eligible for these services? Current Death Program The Current Death Program provides professional mortuary services, supplies, and related services incident to the care and disposition of remains of persons eligible for these services. 66. 
What publication states that when an aircrew member dies while serving as an aircrew member on a military aircraft, the medical officer will recommend to the CO that an autopsy be performed to determine the cause of death? NAVMED Publication 117 The Manual of the Medical Department, NAVMED Publication 117, states that when an aircrew member dies while serving as an aircrew member on a military aircraft, the medical officer will recommend to the CO that an autopsy be performed to determine the cause of death. The cause of death in these cases is interpreted to mean any correlation between pathological evidence and the accident cause factor. 67. What should be used for requests for headstones or markers for placement in private cemeteries or memorial markers for placement in private or national cemeteries? VA 40-1330 The Veterans Administration has responsibility for the procurement and provision of headstones or markers for any person buried in a national or post-cemetery, eligible military members who died while on active duty and are buried in a non-government cemetery, and any veteran who served in the military service and was honorably discharged. Requests for headstones or markers for placement in private cemeteries or memorial markers for placement in private or national cemeteries should be submitted on VA 40-1330, Application for Standard Government Headstone or Marker, to the Monument Service, 42, Veterans Administration, 810 Vermont Avenue, Northwest, Washington, D.C., 20420, Appendix M. When remains are interred in a national cemetery, paragraph 14-3A is applicable. 68. What should be used to obtain a commercial air or rail transportation for remains? GTR. Use a government transportation request to obtain commercial air or rail transportation for remains. A separate GTR will be issued for an escort accompanying remains. 69. What will be added as an information addressee for accidental deaths? Naval Safety Center. Naval Safety Center, Norfolk, Virginia, for accidental deaths. 70. What will be added as an information addressee for death of dependents of Navy members in an active duty status? Comnav Milperscom. Information addressees 1. Comnav Milperscom for death of dependents of Navy members in an active duty status. 71. What will provide for the transportation required in accompanying remains and for return to place designated in orders? GTR. In coordination with the appropriate personnel support detachment office, arrangements for furnishing escorts are a responsibility of the activity arranging transportation of remains or cremains. Coordination with the last duty station of the deceased is encouraged. A government transportation request, separate from the one issued for the remains, will be issued for transportation of the escort. The GTR will provide for transportation required in accompanying remains and for return to place designated in orders, usually the escort's last duty station. 72. When remains are transferred from an overseas activity to a continental United States point of entry, how many signed copies of the DD Form 2064 must accompany the remains? 3. 73. When the identity of remains is not known, such remains will only be treated with what ratio of solution of a commercially accepted cavity fluid? 1 to 3. When the identity of remains is not known, such remains will be treated only with a 1 to 3 solution of a commercially accepted cavity fluid. When identification has been accomplished and final identification conclusions reached, preparation will be completed. 74. 
Which branch has jurisdiction over Arlington National Cemetery? Army. Arlington National Cemetery is under the jurisdiction of the Department of the Army. Inquiries should be directed to the Superintendent, Arlington National Cemetery, Arlington, Virginia, 22211, telephone 202-695-3250 or 3253-75. Which branch will always provide the flag for eligible members of the NOAA? Navy. When the deceased was a member of or was the responsibility of one of the other services listed in paragraph 15-1A, the appropriate authorities of that service will determine whether the decedent is eligible for disposition at government expense, advise the naval activity what services, transportation, and supplies are desired, correspond and otherwise contact relatives, obtain disposition instructions and furnish same to the naval activity, provide escort, and, unless considered impractical, provide necessary clothing, insignia, and flag. If impractical, the naval activity should furnish these on request. The one exception is that the Navy will always provide the flag for eligible members of NOAA. 76. Which form is provided to the primary next of kin to claim either reimbursement or payment for primary, transportation, and secondary expenses when government services were not used? DD-1375. DD-1375, Request for Payment of Funeral and or Interment Expenses, Appendix G, is provided to the PNOK or PNOK's designee to claim either reimbursement or payment for primary, transportation, and secondary expenses when government services were not used. 77. Which form must be completed by the escort after returning back to either the shipping command or to the parent organization concerning duties performed? MED 5360-14 Upon reporting back to either the shipping command or to the parent organization, each naval escort will prepare a MED 5360-14 escort of deceased naval personnel concerning the duties performed. If there were no unusual or controversial occurrences, the escort's countersignature on the receiving funeral director's letter report required in paragraph 10.7a.2d and shown in Appendix T will fulfill the requirements of a MED 5360.14. 78. Which form must be submitted when services or supplies are obtained from commercial sources for Navy morticians or for supplies drawn from naval sources for care of deceased Army or Air Force members? MED 5360-3 When services or supplies are obtained from commercial sources for their care, a report of dispositions and expenditures remains of dead, MED 5360-3 will be submitted. 79. Which form must be used for positive identification of all remains? DD 565 Regardless of location, mode of death, or number of persons involved, positive identification of all remains is required. A minimum of two Statements of Recognition of Deceased, DD-565, Appendix H, substantiated by dental or fingerprint comparison, both on intact remains, will support identification requirements. Forward these items inside transfer cases with remains to POEs. 80. Which form should be prepared for remains of dependents of active duty members, dependents of civilians paid from appropriate fund, and for other individuals authorized to receive services on a reimbursable basis? DD-2065 
Prepare a DD-2065, Disposition of Remains, Reimbursable Basis, Appendix Q refers, for remains of dependents of active duty members, dependents of civilians paid from appropriated funds, and for other individuals authorized to receive services on a reimbursable basis. Check options 1, 2, or 3 concerning arrangements desired by PNOK in the disposition of remains. Distribute copies as indicated in the heading. 81. Which form should be prepared in each instance of death occurring within the 48 contiguous United States in which the decedent affairs officer or designee obtained supplies and services on a contractual basis in coordination with the contract mortician, including one-time contracts? DD-2063. Prepare a DD-2063, Record of Preparation and Disposition of Remains, Appendix P, in each instance of death occurring within the 48 contiguous United States in which the decedent affairs officer or designee obtained supplies and services on a contractual basis in coordination with the contract mortician, including one-time contracts. 82. Which form should be used during identification to locate and record in detail the location and description of scars, tattoos, birthmarks, and other identifying markings. DD-893. Examine remains, locate and record in detail on a DD-893 the location and description of scars, tattoos, birthmarks, and other identifying markings. 83. Which form should be used to record prints of all fingers? DD-894. Record prints of all fingers on DD-894, Record of Identification Processing, Fingerprint Chart, whenever possible. Local authorities may help in obtaining and comparing legible fingerprints. Coordinate with MedCom 332 at number listed in paragraph 4-3b, Arrangements for Submitting Fingerprints Charts to the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Washington, D.C., for confirmation of identity. 84. Which form will be forwarded to the primary next of kin when remains of a deceased Air Force member are prepared and encased or an interment allowance is paid by the Navy? DD-1375. When remains of a deceased Air Force member are prepared and encased or an interment allowance is paid by the Navy, DD-1375, request for payment of funeral and or internment expenses, will be forwarded to the PNOK and Block 2, Part 1, will be completed to show that the claim is being sent to the OMA-NH Appendix F, servicing the area in which the member is buried. Forward a copy of documents to the headquarters activity listed in paragraph 15.1b.2. The OMA-NH will adjudicate and charge Air Force funds. 85. Which form will be submitted in duplicate to Comnav MedCom in each instance of burial in a naval plot or cemetery? Med 5360-1 In each instance of burial in a naval plot or cemetery, Med 5360-1, Report of Burial in Navy Cemeteries or Plots, will be submitted in duplicate to Comnav MedCom, MedCom 332. The report, in letter format, will include the name, status, and religion of the deceased, date of birth, date of death, date of burial, grave, row, and plot number, names of the individuals interred in graves to the right and left, and type of marker desired. 86. Which form will be used to report any discrepancies in preservation by an overseas activity? DD-2062. Any discrepancies in preservation by an overseas activity will be reported to Comnav MedCom, 
MEDCOM 332 on DD-2062, Record of Preparation and Disposition of Remains Outside Continental United States. 87. Which fund will be charged if a complete and presentable uniform is not among the personal effects of the deceased person and must be purchased? DAP, Delta Alpha Papa. If a complete and presentable uniform is not among the personal effects of the deceased person, purchase necessary uniform items specified above from the Navy Retail Clothing Store, Navy Exchange Uniform Shop, Marine Corps Clothing Store, or commercial sources when not otherwise available. Insignia, devices, badges, and decorations for officers and enlisted may be purchased either from the base exchange or from commercial sources. White gloves may be obtained for damaged hands. All purchases will be charged to DAP funds. 88. Which instruction carries out the Department of the Navy's Decedent Affairs Program? NAVMED COM Instruction 5360.1 To carry out the Department of the Navy's Decedent Affairs Program, this instruction is a complete revision and should be read in its entirety. 89. Which instruction contains notification instructions for Deceased Security Assistance Training Program and Foreign Military Sales Personnel? OPNAV Instruction 4950.1 Hotel OPNAV Instruction 4950.1 Hotel contains notification instructions for Deceased Security Assistance Training Program and Foreign Military Sales Personnel. Notification for other foreign nationals at a naval activity, when appropriate, and if the PNOK is in the vicinity, will be made only by the naval activity. The notification to the foreign country of the decedent should state whether the PNOK has been notified. 90. Which instruction should be followed when disposing of organs removed during an autopsy? NAVMED COM Instruction 5360.3 When a medical examination of remains is required or requested, identification specialists will coordinate the accomplishment thereof subsequent to or simultaneous with the identification processing. This will preclude delay and ensure that methods of identification may be included in the autopsy protocol. Follow NAVMEDCOM Instruction 5360.3 in disposing of organs removed during an autopsy. 91. Which message precedents must be assigned to decedent affairs death reports to COMNAVMEDCOM, Washington, D.C.? Priority. Transmit decedent affairs death reports, MED 5360-11, MIN considered, required by paragraphs 3-2B, C, and D by priority precedence message to COMNAV MEDCOM, Washington, D.C. 92. Which Navy regulation articles contains instructions relating to military honors for interment in national cemeteries? 1088, 1089, and 1090. Instructions relating to honors are contained in the following. 1. Navy A. Millpersman 421-0240, 421-0280, and 421-0290. B. Navregs, Articles 1088, 1089, and 1090. C. Navpers 15555 Alpha, Naval Military Funerals. 2. Marine Corps Alpha, Marcor Kasprockman, B. Marine Corps Drill and Ceremonies Manual, NAV MC 2691, Chapter 19, 
C. Navrags, Articles 1088, 1089, and 1090. 93. Which program encompasses casualty reporting, casualty notification, and administration of the program that provides for travel of Navy family members to burial sites? CACP, Charlie Alpha, Charlie Papa. The ComNav Milperscom has responsibility for administration of the Navy Casualty Assistance Calls Program as published in NAVMIL PERS COM Instruction 1770.1. That program encompasses casualty reporting, casualty notification, and administration of the program that provides for travel of Navy family members to burial sites. 94. Which program is a combination of the current death program and the graves registration program? Concurrent return program 1. This program, a combination of the current death program and graves registration program, may be activated during emergencies or major military operations when conditions and capabilities permit. It begins with the initial phase of the graves registration program that provides for search, recovery, and evacuation of remains to a processing point. It ends with the current death program that provides for identification and preparation of remains in a mortuary central identification laboratory, and shipment for permanent disposition to final destination as directed by the PNOK. The concurrent return program may be phased into either the current death program or graves registration program as the situation dictates. 95. Which program provides for permanent disposition of remains of those persons buried in temporary cemeteries who could not be evacuated under the concurrent return program? Return of Remains Program. The Return of Remains program can only be activated upon enactment of special legislation. This program provides for permanent disposition of remains of those persons buried in temporary cemeteries who could not be evacuated under the concurrent return program. The special legislation could authorize the establishment of one or more permanent American cemeteries in the overseas area, thereby giving the PNOK the option of having the remains buried therein or shipped to another place of the PNOK's choosing. Within Navy, the Commander, Naval Medical Command, ComNav Medcom, will advise field activities of the activation of a Return of Remains program. 96. Which program provides for the preparation, casketing, and inspection of remains? Current Death Program. The Current Death Program provides for the preparation, casketing, includes provision of clothing, and inspection of remains this insignia, and other required items. 97. Which program provides for the search, recovery, evacuation, initial identification, disposition of personal effects found with each deceased, and burial of eligible deceased persons in temporary cemeteries? Graves Registration Program, Golf Romeo. The Graves Registration Program provides for the search, recovery, evacuation to a temporary cemetery or mortuary, initial identification, disposition of personal effects found with each deceased, and burial of eligible deceased persons in temporary cemeteries. This program is only operational when authorized by the responsible commander during major military operations. When necessary, GR includes the establishment and maintenance of temporary burial sites. Operational details incident to graves registration procedures are contained in Marine Corps Publication Foxtrot Mike, Foxtrot Mike, 4-8, Notol. 98. Which program provides for the search, recovery, identification, care, and disposition of remains of deceased persons for whom the Department of the Navy is responsible? 
Decedent Affairs Program, Delta Alpha Papa. The Decedent Affairs Program provides for search, recovery, identification, care, and disposition of remains of deceased persons for whom the Department of the Navy is responsible. 99. Which publication contains operational details incident to graves registration procedures? Foxtrot Mike, Foxtrot Mike, 4-8, Note All. The Graves Registration Program provides for the search, recovery, evacuation to a temporary cemetery or mortuary, initial identification, disposition of personal effects found with each deceased, and burial of eligible deceased persons in temporary cemeteries. This program is only operational when authorized by the responsible commander during major military operations. When necessary, GR includes the establishment and maintenance of temporary burial sites. Operational details incident to graves registration procedures are contained in Marine Corps publication Foxtrot Mike, Foxtrot Mike, 4-8, Note All. 100. Which publication contains the procedures for when the graves registration program must be started? Foxtrot Mike, Foxtrot Mike, 4-8. The area commander determines when the graves registration program must be started. When GR becomes necessary, the procedures in FMFM 4-8, note all. 101. Which publication provides procedures and policies applicable to autopsies for active duty members? NAVMED Publication 5065. NAVMED Publication 5065, Autopsy Manual provides procedures and policies applicable to autopsies for active duty members. 102. Which publication requires the convening of an administrative fact-finding body when remains must be searched for, recovered, and identified, usually as a result from an incidence of violence such as an aircraft accident, fire, explosion, or natural disaster? Jagman. The Manual of the Judge Advocate General, JAGMAN, requires the convening of an administrative fact-finding body when incidents of this nature occur. Responsibility is usually delegated to the naval activity at or nearest the scene of disaster with necessary capabilities. In establishing identification of remains, the physical conduct of search and recovery operations is part of the fact-finding body's functions, with technical aid furnished by appropriate medical authorities. 103. Which publication should be of help in instructing an escort? NAVPERS 15955 Foxtrot 104. Which term is used in connection with the release of naval messages to be transmitted by electrical means? Minimize considered, min considered. Minimize considered, a term used in connection with the release of naval messages to be transmitted by electrical means. 105. Which type of casket is required to accomplish cosmetizing, dressing, and wrapping of remains to be transported outside the 48 contiguous United States? Sealer. To accomplish cosmetizing, dressing, and wrapping of remains to be transported outside the 48 contiguous United States, a sealer-type casket is required. Arrange transportation for remains and, if appropriate, the escort to the port of debarkation for accomplishment of inspection, reconditioning, and further transfer to the overseas POE in the locality designated by the PNOK. Upon arrival at the overseas POE, approved transportation may be arranged via common carrier directly to the location of the consignee. 106. Which type of expenses are incurred in connection with recovery, preparation, and encasement of remains? Primary. Primary expenses. Expenses incurred in connection with recovery, preparation, and encasement of remains, 
including, but not limited to, expenses incurred for recovery, removal, embalming, casket, shipping container, cremation, urn, clothing, and delivery of remains to a common carrier terminal. 107. Which type of expenses are incurred in connection with the funeral and burial of remains? Secondary. Secondary expenses. Expenses incurred in connection with the funeral and burial of remains, including but not limited to those incurred for transportation, local, of relatives to the cemetery, single gravesite, vault, funeral director's services, clergyman's services, opening and closing grave, floral tribute, and obituary notices. 108. Which type of services refer to all the necessary supplies and services required for the removal, preservation, clothing, casketing, cremation, and inurement of the remains of individuals eligible for DAP benefits? Mortuary. Mortuary services refer to all necessary supplies and services required in the removal, preservation, clothing, casketing, cremation, and inurement of the remains of individuals eligible for DAP benefits. 109. Who administers the Marine Corps Casualty Assistance Calls Program? CMC, Charlie Mike Charlie. As outlined in Marcor Cas Procman, MCO, PAPA 3040.4, Notal, the Commandant of the Marine Corps administers the Marine Corps CACP. 110. Who administers the Navy Casualty Assistance Calls Program? Comnav Milperscom. The Commander, Naval Military Personnel Command, administers the Navy CACP, acting for the Chief of Naval Personnel. 111. Who directs the disposition of unidentified remains? Comnav Medcom. When positive identification has been made, anatomically complete remains may be released or preservation and shipment to the destination designated by the PNOK. All documents, including DD-2064, Certificate of Death Overseas, Appendix S, refers, Civil Death Certificate, if available, Medical and Dental Records, Identification Processing Papers, and Preliminary Conclusions will be shipped inside the transfer case with remains. All other remains, including those unidentified and those identified but semi-complete, will be separately wrapped and placed in a sufficient number of transfer cases. Arrange transportation to the appropriate U.S. POE where an identification specialist will intercept and reprocess remains as required. Omnav Medcom will establish final conclusions and take action required to affect final disposition of all such remains. 112. Who exercises technical direction of most naval plots and cemeteries throughout the world? Comnav Medcom. The Commander, Naval Medical Command, Washington, D.C., 20372-5120, exercises technical direction of naval plots and cemeteries throughout the world, except for the Naval Academy Cemetery, Annapolis, Maryland, the Old Post Cemetery, Fort Adams, Newport, Rhode Island, and plots and cemeteries on Guam. 113. Who has jurisdiction of national cemeteries, with few exceptions? Chief Memorial Affairs Director. Except for Arlington National Cemetery and the exceptions noted in paragraph 12-9, national cemeteries are under the jurisdiction of the Chief Memorial Affairs Director, Department of Memorial Affairs, Veterans Administration, Washington, D.C., 20420. See paragraph 12-3 regarding application for burial in a national cemetery. 114. 
who has sole responsibility for furnishing the primary next of kin and secondary next of kin with information on the transportation of cremains. CACO, Charlie Alpha, Charlie Oscar. The CACO, after coordinating with the POE activity, has sole responsibility for furnishing the PNOK and SNOK information on the transportation of cremains. 115. Who in the Navy is responsible for advising field activities of the activation of a Return of Remains program? ComNav Medcom. The Return of Remains program can only be activated upon enactment of special legislation. This program provides for permanent disposition of remains of those persons buried in temporary cemeteries who could not be evacuated under the concurrent return program. The special legislation could authorize the establishment of one or more permanent American cemeteries in the overseas area, thereby giving the PNOK the option of having the remains buried therein or shipped to another place of the PNOK's choosing. Within Navy, the Commander, Naval Medical Command, ComNav Medcom, will advise field activities of the activation of a Return of Remains program. 116. Who is responsible for collection actions relative to decedent affairs services furnished on behalf of other government agencies? ComNav Medcom. ComNav Medcom is responsible for collection actions relative to decedent affairs services furnished on behalf of other government agencies. The activity initially charging DAP funds will report costs of services and supplies to ComNav Medcom, Medcom 332. Reporting in quadruplicate will be made on DD-1149, Requisition and Invoice, Shipping Document, or MED-5360-8, Costs of Services and Supplies, as appropriate. 117. Who is responsible for expediting arrangements for transportation of deceased personnel to the destination and for ensuring that required timely inspections are made? DAO, Delta Alpha Oscar. The DAO is responsible for expediting arrangements for transportation of deceased personnel to destination and for ensuring that required timely inspections are made. This responsibility includes appropriate arrangements for availability at all times, including Saturdays, Sundays, and holidays, of personnel qualified to perform inspections of services and supplies. Use the reverse of DD-2062 or DD-2063 as a checklist guide for inspection of remains and casket. 118. Who is responsible for helping authorized travelers in preparation and submission of requests for reimbursement of authorized expenses? CACO, Charlie Alpha, Charlie Oscar. CACOs will help authorized travelers in preparation and submission of requests for reimbursement of authorized expenses. Reimbursement requests must be filed using DD-1351-2 Travel Voucher or Sub-Voucher. 119. Who is responsible for helping the primary next of kin with problems surrounding the death and providing information on disposition of remains? CACO, Charlie Alpha, Charlie Oscar. Casualty Assistance Calls Program Manual. The Casualty Assistance Calls Officer helps the PNOK and SNOK with problems surrounding the death and provides information on such matters as a. Disposition of remains, b. Death gratuity and unpaid pay and allowances, c. Personal effects of deceased. 120. Who is responsible for notifying the primary next of kin when an individual dies while hospitalized in a naval medical facility or other government hospital 
and the PNOK has been provided progress reports on the patient's condition and prognosis. Hospitals Commanding Officer When an individual enumerated in paragraphs 3-8A through 3-8F dies while hospitalized in a naval medical facility or other government hospital, and the PNOK has been provided progress reports on the patient's condition and prognosis, the hospital's CO is responsible for notification of the PNOK. 121. Who is the only authorized individual to interact with the primary next of kin on transportation matters? CACO, Charlie Alpha Charlie Oscar. The Casualty Assistance Calls Officer is the only individual authorized to interact with the PNOK on transportation matters. 122. Who makes at-sea disposition determinations when it becomes necessary to suspend the current death program in a war or major military operation? Area Commander. The CNO has concurred in the continued coordination required to accomplish burials at sea during peacetime. In a war or major military operation, the Area Commander makes at-sea disposition determinations when it becomes necessary to suspend the current death program. Conduct at-sea dispositions following the provisions of Articles 1089 through 1094 of U.S. Navy Regulations. 123. Who must approve one-way first-class air travel when coach-class accommodations are not available and a delay in delivery of remains would affect prior commitments? Comnav Medcom. Under normal circumstances, round-trip coach-class accommodations are authorized for escorts. Routine use of first-class air travel for escorts is not authorized. When coach-class accommodations are not available and a delay in delivery of remains would affect prior commitments, authorization for one-way first-class air travel may be requested from Comnav Medcom. 124. Who must be satisfied that identification is established beyond any question of doubt for remains to be considered identified? Commanding Officer. Remains may be considered identified when the commanding officer is satisfied that identification is established beyond any question of doubt and documented accordingly. 125. Who ruled that federal funds cannot be expended for the purpose of reimbursing public officials for services rendered or for expenses incurred in the performance of their official duties, when such duties are performed per a requirement imposed by state or local law? Comptroller General of the United States. The Comptroller General of the United States has ruled that federal funds cannot be expended for the purpose of reimbursing public officials for services rendered or for expenses incurred in the performance of their official duties when such duties are performed per a requirement imposed by state or local law. Accordingly, the cost of autopsies ordered by local civil authorities, regardless of reason for ordering, is not chargeable to federal appropriations. However, Removal expenses, the cost of removing a body from the place of death and keeping it until released to the entity responsible for disposition, may be chargeable as a DAP expense. 126. Who serves as the person who directs all activities having to do with the deceased? PADD, Papa Alpha Delta Delta. Under this program, remains are shipped to a place designated by the primary next of kin, also known as the person authorized direct disposition such as a spouse or parents, for permanent disposition. The PADD serves as the person who directs all activities having to do with the deceased. The decedent's personal effects will be shipped to the legal recipient. 127. 
Who should be designated when large numbers of remains are involved prior to the start of identification processing operations? Control Officer When large numbers of remains are involved, designate a control officer prior to the start of identification processing operations. The control officer should control and maintain records on remains flowing from the temporary storage area to the processing area and, after identification requirements are satisfied, to the designated funeral director for preservation. All medical and dental records and other administrative documents should be under the sole control of this officer. 128. Who should the primary next of kin's questions concerning circumstances of death, cause of death, return of personal effects, and entitlement to other benefits be referred to? CACO, Charlie Alpha, Charlie Oscar. Refer the PNOK's questions concerning circumstances of death, cause of death, return of personal effects, and entitlement to other benefits to the CACO for the PNOK. 129. Within how many days after completion of travel should CACOs help each authorized traveler to complete their travel claim on a DD-1351-2? 5. Within five days after completion of travel, CACOs will help each authorized traveler in completing and submitting a travel claim on a DD-1351-2 travel voucher or sub-voucher. 130. Within how many hours after it is determined that a casualty has occurred, must a casualty report be submitted in accordance with Milpersman 1770-030, Personal Casualty Report Procedures. 4. Within four hours after it is determined that a casualty has occurred, submit a casualty report in accordance with Milpersman 1770-030, Personal Casualty Report Procedures. 131. Within how many hours of a casualty are COs required to write a letter to the appropriate NOK? 48. COs are required to write a letter to the appropriate NOK within 48 hours of a casualty. The letter, in addition to expressions of condolence, should contain appropriate details of how the casualty died unless the cause is under investigation, that is, suicide. No details should be included that are likely to distress the NOK. General Administration 1. Active duty members and reservists are eligible for all dental services if they are recalled to active duty for a period of how many or more days. 30. There are several types of dental care, including routine, emergency, and elective. The person's eligibility will determine the type of treatment that can be provided. Active duty members and reservists recalled to active duty for a period of more than 30 days are eligible for all services. 2. All important occurrences are reported by the what to the OOD for entry into the duty log or journal of the command. Senior Medical Department Representative Sierra Mike Delta Romeo. All important occurrences are reported by the Senior Medical Department Representative to the OOD for entry into the duty log or journal of the command. The SMDR can be the Senior Medical or Dental Officer, or it can be the Independent Duty Corpsman. 3. Memorandum for the Record is prepared in accordance with what series, Department of the Navy Correspondence Manual series, for any event of historical or legal importance, or for which good judgment dictates that it should be recorded. SECNAV Instruction 5216.5 A memorandum for the record is prepared in accordance with the SECNAV Instruction 5216.5 series, Department of the Navy Correspondence Manual, series, for any event of historical or legal importance, 
or for which good judgment dictates that it should be recorded. It provides a medium for recording special occurrences that might need to be reconstructed in detail at a later time. Memorandum for the record may be drafted for any serious injury or death, patients who refuse treatment or are non-compliant, or when recommendations to the command in regards to the health and safety of the crew are not followed due to the commanding officer's discretion. 4. An infantry battalion, BAS, is normally comprised of two medical officers and, depending on the size of the battalion, up to how many HMs? 65. The BAS of an infantry battalion is the most forward deployed and most mobile. It is normally comprised of two medical officers and up to 65 HMs, depending on the size of the battalion. 5. A written request for Department of the Navy records that refer to FOIA must be responded to in accordance with the provisions of the Act. How many working days does the official having responsibility for the records have to respond to the requester? 20. The official having responsibility for the records has 20 working days to respond to the requester. 6. Family member enrollment is accomplished for all seven uniformed services by completing one Uniformed Services Identification and Privilege Card application, DD-1172. Family member enrollment is accomplished for all seven uniformed services, that is Army, Air Force, Marine Corps, Navy, Coast Guard, Public Health Service, and National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, by completing the Uniformed Services Identification and Privilege Card application, DD-1172. 7. Fleet hospitals are designed to be used in operations greater than how many days? 60. Fleet hospitals are designed to be used in operations greater than 60 days. Moderately sophisticated care is provided, along with resuscitative medical and surgical care. 8. For security purposes, classified directives and documents are filed in separate binders and maintained in a safe in accordance with what series? SECNAV Manual 5510.36 For security purposes, classified directives and documents are filed in separate binders and maintained in a safe in accordance with SECNAV Manual 5510.36 Series, Department of the Navy Information Security Program. 9. How many categories of eligible beneficiaries do prisoner patients fall into? 3. Prisoner patients fall into three categories of eligible beneficiaries enemy prisoners of war and other detained personnel, non-military federal prisoners, military prisoners. 10. How many elements is the IMR composed of? 6. IMR is composed of the following six elements. Individual medical equipment, classes, gas mask inserts, immunizations, TB screening and tetanus, readiness laboratory studies, DNA, G6PD, deployment limiting conditions, periodic health assessment, and dental readiness. 11. How many major groups are SSICs divided into? 13. SSICs are divided into 13 major groups, 1000 series, military personnel, 2000 series, telecommunications, 3000 series, operations and readiness, 4000 series, logistics, 5000 series, general administration and management, 6,000 Series, Medicine and Dentistry. 7,000 Series, Financial Management. 8,000 Series, Ordnance Material. 9,000 Series, Ships Design and Material. 10,000 Series, General Material. 11,000 Series, Facilities and Activities Ashore. 
12,000 series, civilian personnel, 13,000 series, aeronautical and astronautical material, and 16,000 series, Coast Guard missions. 12. How many NMCBs are homeported in Gulfport, Mississippi, and Port Huynimi, California? 8. Medical support to the Naval Mobile Construction Battalions is provided at the battalion level by medical and dental personnel assigned to the NMCBs. There are a total of eight NMCBs homeported in Gulfport, Mississippi, and Port Huynimi, California. 13. How often is physical readiness testing currently required for all personnel? Semi-annually. Currently, physical readiness testing is required for all personnel on a semi-annual basis. 14. How often is the sick call treatment log report forwarded to the commanding officer? Daily. The sick call treatment log is maintained in SAMS for each ship or activity. The log contains each patient's reporting date and time, name, rate, division, chief complaint, diagnosis, treatment, and disposition. The report is forwarded to the commanding officer on a daily basis. 15. In general, medical department personnel serving with FMF may be divided into how many groups? 2. In general, medical department personnel serving with FMF may be divided into two groups, combat personnel, providing medical and initial first aid to prepare the casualty for further evacuation, support personnel, providing surgical and medical aid to those who need early definitive care and cannot be further evacuated. 16. Instructions are normally placed in large three-ring binders in numerical sequence according to what number and issuing authority, SSIC. Instructions are normally placed in large three-ring binders in numerical sequence according to a standard subject identification code number and issuing authority. 17. In the medical setting, what refers to a patient's expressed or implied agreement to submit to an examination or treatment? Consent. Consent in the medical setting refers to a patient's expressed or implied agreement to submit to an examination or treatment. 18. In what year was the Health Information Portability and Accountability Act, HIPAA, enacted into law? 1996. The Health Information Portability and Accountability Act, HIPAA, was enacted into law in 1996. The overall goal is to provide safeguards for protected health information to ensure patient privacy is maintained. The privacy rule addresses appropriate disclosure of PHI, while the security rule addresses electronic disclosures. 19. Newborns under how many days old will not be denied care? 60. Newborns will not be denied care for a period of 60 days. On the 61st day, the newborn will shift to TRICARE standard if not enrolled in Prime. 20. On what basis does the PHA provide the opportunity to assess changes in a member's health that could potentially impact the ability to perform military duties and deploy worldwide? Annually. The PHA provides the opportunity to assess changes in a member's health on an annual basis that could potentially impact the ability to perform military duties and deploy worldwide. For the PHA to be complete, all six elements must be met and or a continued plan of care received for any ongoing medical conditions. 21. OPNAV Instruction 1752.1, along with what else, provide guidance for the care and support of alleged victims of sexual assault. SECNAV Instruction 5800.11. SECNAV Instruction 5800.11 Series Victim and Witness Program provide guidance for the care and support of alleged victims of sexual assault. 
2022. Specific instructions for management of reports and forms are covered in the current version of what series? BUMED Instruction 5210.9. Specific instructions for management of reports and forms are covered in the current version of the BUMED Instruction 5210.9 series, Forms and Reports Management Program. 23. The compliance date for the HIPAA Privacy Rule was April 14, 2003, and is guided by what series? DOD Instruction 6025.18. The compliance date for the HIPAA Privacy Rule was April 14, 2003, and is guided by DOD Instruction 6025.18 series, DOD Health Information Privacy Regulation. 24. The fleet and force dental officers ensure that the fleet is dental-ready. A service member is considered worldwide deployable who is in what class? Class 1 or 2. The fleet and force dental officers ensure that the fleet is dental-ready. A service member who is class 1 or 2 is considered worldwide deployable. This means that no dental treatment is needed, class 1, or an oral condition, if not treated, does not have the potential to become an emergency, class 2, within the next 12 months. 25. The primary goal of the Patient Relations Program is to help resolve patient complaints and problems through patient intervention and negotiations in accordance with what series? BUMED Instruction 6300.10 Navy's Healthcare Relations Program, BUMED Instruction 6300.10 series, provides general guidance to the establishment of this program. The program has three parts, which are internal, external, and patient relations. 26. Two federal statutes combine to establish the criteria for collecting, maintaining, and releasing medical treatment records. These two statutes include the Privacy Act and what else? FOIA, Freedom of Information Act. Two federal statutes, the Privacy Act and the Freedom of Information Act, combine to establish the criteria for collecting, maintaining, and releasing medical treatment records. 27. What act, enacted in 1956, 18 U.S.C. 1385, makes it unlawful for the U.S. military to be used to enforce or assist in the enforcement of federal or state civil laws? Posse Comitatus Act. 28. What class identifies any oral condition that will result in an emergency condition within the next 12 months? Class 3. Any oral condition that will result in an emergency condition within the next 12 months, Class 3. 29. What consists of a headquarters, a marine logistics group, and marine divisions, brigades, and aircraft wings? FMF, Foxtrot Mike Foxtrot. The Fleet Marine Force consists of a headquarters, a marine logistics group, and marine divisions, brigades, and aircraft wings. 30. What does the mission of a fleet hospital depend on? COCM Requirements, COCOM. A fleet hospital's mission depends on the requirements of the COCOM. They are typically staffed and equipped to provide advanced medical, surgical, and trauma care similar to a civilian trauma center. 31. What establishes safeguards concerning the right to privacy by regulating the collection, maintenance, use, and dissemination of personal information by federal agencies? Privacy Act. The Privacy Act establishes safeguards concerning the right to privacy by regulating the collection, maintenance, use, and dissemination of personal information by federal agencies. 32. What governs the disclosure of documents maintained by government agencies? FOIA, Freedom of Information Act. 
FOIA governs the disclosure of documents maintained by government agencies. A written request for Department of the Navy records that refer to FOIA must be responded to in accordance with the provisions of the Act. 33. What is a composite grouping of functional units that provide combat service support beyond the organic capability of all elements of the FMF? MLG. Mike Lima Golf. The MLG is a composite grouping of functional units providing combat service support beyond the organic capability of all elements of the FMF. 34. What is an administrative management tool that is used to track the medical and dental readiness of every active duty and reserve sailor or marine? MRRS, Medical Readiness Reporting System. MRRS is an administrative management tool that is used to track the medical and dental readiness of every active duty and reserve sailor or marine. It is an internet-based communication program that allows for healthcare providers to update and manage a member's readiness regardless of the member's permanent duty station. 35. What is an administrative management tool that tracks the medical and dental readiness of Navy and Marine Corps operational units? SAMS, Shipboard Non-Tactical Automatic Data Process, SNAP, Automated Medical System, SAMS. SAMS is an administrative management tool that tracks the medical and dental readiness of Navy and Marine Corps operational units. SAMS enables healthcare providers to update patient medical information and record medical encounters. Additionally, SAMS is used to track supply inventory, log preventative medicine inspections, report and receive radiation exposure data, and manage medical training. 36. What is individually identifiable health information, including demographics, in paper, electronic, or oral form? PHI, HIPAA Privacy Rule. The HIPAA Privacy Rule creates business processes to protect the use and disclosure of protected health information. PHI is individually identifiable health information, including demographics, in paper, electronic, or oral form. PHI is not limited to the documents contained in the official medical record. 37. What is official naval correspondence usually prepared and referred to as? Standard Naval Letter. Official Navy correspondence is usually prepared and referred to as the Standard Naval Letter. The Standard Naval Letter is used when corresponding with certain agencies of the United States government. Some civilian companies dealing extensively with the Navy may prepare correspondence using the standard naval letter. 38. What is the nucleus for managing maintenance aboard all ships and applicable shore station equipment? 3M system. 3M systems are the nucleus for managing maintenance aboard all ships and applicable shore station equipment. This system provides all maintenance and material managers throughout the Navy with a means to plan, acquire, organize, direct, control, and evaluate the manpower and material resources expended or planned for expenditure in support of maintenance. 39. What is the only type of care authorized to non-military federal prisoners? Emergency. Non-military federal prisoners are authorized only emergency care. When such care is being provided, the institution to which the prisoner is sentenced must furnish security personnel to ensure custody of the prisoner and safety of others in the facility. Upon completion of emergency care, arrangements will be made to transfer these individuals to a non-military treatment facility or for return to the institution to which sentenced. 40. What is the process of determining the correct subject group or name title codes under which correspondence should be filed and any subordinate subjects that should be cross-referenced? Classifying. Classifying, as it is used here, 
is the process of determining the correct subject group or name title codes under which correspondence should be filed and any subordinate subjects that should be cross-referenced. Classifying is typically accomplished by the originator. Correspondence that has not been previously classified a SSIC will need to be assigned upon receipt. 41. What is used to review and correct any IMR deficiencies? PHA. The PHA is used to review and correct any IMR deficiencies. 42. What medical benefits program was established to manage military MTF care services? TRICARE. TRICARE is an enhancement of the Civilian Health and Medical Program of the Uniformed Services, CHAMPUS. TRICARE is a medical benefits program established to manage the care services in military MTFs. Additionally, it manages the cost-sharing charges for medically necessary civilian services and supplies required in the diagnosis and treatment of illness or injury. TRICARE is utilized if the required services are not available from the direct care system of the Department of the Defense Treatment Facilities or designated MTFs, DTFs. 43. What policy protects, to the maximum extent possible, the rights of U.S. personnel who may be subject to criminal trial by foreign courts and imprisonment in foreign prisons? Status of Forces Status of Forces policy is to protect, to the maximum extent possible, the rights of U.S. personnel who may be subject to criminal trial by foreign courts and imprisonment in foreign prisons. Active duty members are generally separated from the service until they have completed their term of imprisonment and returned to the United States. During this confinement, they will normally retain health care benefits. 44. What program identifies and monitors spouse or child abuse or neglect, whether physical or psychological, and sexual abuse in military families? FAP, Foxtrot Alpha Papa. The purpose of the Family Advocacy Program is to identify and monitor spouse or child abuse or neglect, whether physical or psychological, and sexual abuse in military families. The program is guided by SECNAV Instruction 1752.3 Series, Family Advocacy Program, and BUMED Instruction 6320.70 Series. 45. What provide medical support during intense combat operations as well as lengthy, low-intensity scenarios? Fleet Hospitals. Fleet hospitals are used to provide medical support during intense combat operations and in lengthy, low-intensity scenarios. Fleet hospitals are transportable, capable of performing advanced medical and surgical procedures, and deployable in a variety of operational scenarios. 46. What provides direct support to company and platoon corpsmen, as well as advanced trauma life support under fire? BAS, Bravo Alpha Sierra. A battalion aid station, BAS, is used to provide direct support to company and platoon corpsmen and provide advanced trauma life support under fire. 47. What reports are designed to promptly document all circumstances surrounding an event to alert the commanding officer, command risk manager, and other involved administrators and clinicians of a potential liability situation? QCR, Quebec Charlie Romeo. Quality Care Review, QCR, reports are designed to promptly document all circumstances surrounding an event to alert the commanding officer, command risk manager, and other involved administrators and clinicians of a potential liability situation. It also establishes an information base to monitor and evaluate the number and types of incidents that take place in the facility. 48. What requires that the healthcare provider give the patient all the information necessary for a knowledgeable decision? 
informed consent. Informed consent requires that the healthcare provider give the patient all the information necessary for a knowledgeable decision. 49. What series are SSICs found in? SECNAV Instruction 5210.11 SSICs are found in the SECNAV Instruction 5210.11 series, Department of the Navy Standard Subject Identification Codes. 50. What series contains all the information needed to prepare naval correspondence? SECNAV Instruction 5216.5 All information to prepare naval correspondence can be found in the SECNAV Instruction 5216.5 series, Department of the Navy Correspondence Manual. 51. What series lists the required elements for process improvement, quality assurance, programs of naval hospitals, medical clinics, and dental clinics? BUMED Instruction 6010.13 BUMED Instruction 6010.13 Series, Quality Assurance Program, lists the required elements for process improvement, quality assurance programs of naval hospitals, medical clinics, and dental clinics. 52. What series outlines the responsibilities of the DAPA? OPNAV Instruction 5350.4 the Drug and Alcohol Program Advisor is the command's primary advisor for all alcohol and drug matters. Among other duties, DAPAs conduct administrative screenings, prepare required reports, provide prevention education, and monitor aftercare. Additional responsibilities of the DAPA are outlined in OPNAV Instruction 5350.4 Series, Drug and Alcohol Abuse Prevention and Control. 53. What series provides guidance as to who and under what circumstances members can receive medical and dental care at Navy Medical Department facilities, as well as the extent and conditions under which such care may be provided and the collection process to pay for that care? NAVMED COM Instruction 6320.3 Navy Medicine's Eligibility for Care Instruction NAVMED COM Instruction 6320.3 Series provides guidance as to who and under what circumstances members can receive medical and dental care at Navy Medical Department facilities, the extent and conditions under which such care may be provided, and the collection process to pay for that care. 54. What series provides guidance for the maintenance, use, and disposition of records? SECNAV Instruction 5210.8 SECNAV Instruction 5210.8 Series, Department of the Navy Records Management Program, provides guidance for records maintenance, use, and disposition. The Records Management Program is designed to retain records that are needed to execute the mission and dispose of records that have expired. 55. What term refers to the ability to understand the nature and consequences of one's decisions? Competency. The determination of who has authority to consent to medical treatment is based on an evaluation of the competency of the patient. If competent, the patient alone has the authority to consent. Competency refers to the ability to understand the nature and consequences of one's decisions. 56. What type of directives are normally issued as a notice to request comments or approval and announce information such as a change of command or education and promotion opportunities? Temporary. There are two basic types of directives, permanent and temporary. Permanent directives regulate administration, establish policy, delegate authority, and assign a mission, function, or task. Temporary directives are normally issued as a notice to request comments or approval 
and announce information such as a change of command or education and promotion opportunities. 57. What type of directives regulate administration, establish policy, delegate authority, and assign a mission, function, or task? Permanent. There are two basic types of directives, permanent and temporary. Permanent directives regulate administration, establish policy, delegate authority, and assign a mission, function, or task. Temporary directives are normally issued as a notice to request comments or approval and announce information such as a change of command or education and promotion opportunities. 58. What vehicle ensures continuum of care throughout the beneficiary's life? Medical record. The medical record is the vehicle that ensures the continuum of care throughout the beneficiary's life. 59. What was designed to provide protection for individually identifiable health information that is maintained, transmitted, or received in electronic form, not just the information in standard transactions? HIPAA Security Rule The HIPAA Security Rule is designed to provide protection for individually identifiable health information that is maintained, transmitted, or received in electronic form, not just the information in standard transactions. 60. What was developed to improve the distribution and control of military healthcare services, including the projection and allocation of costs for healthcare programs, as well as to minimize fraudulent healthcare claims? DEERS, Defense Enrollment Eligibility Reporting System. DEERS is a computer-based enrollment and eligibility verification system. It was developed to improve distribution and control of military healthcare services, including the projection and allocation of costs for healthcare programs, and to minimize fraudulent healthcare claims. 61. When the database shows a patient as ineligible because of ID card expiration, care may be rendered as long as the patient has a new ID card issued within the previous how many days? 120. When the database shows a patient as ineligible because of ID card expiration, care may be rendered as long as the patient has a new ID card issued within the previous 120 days. 62. Who is the command's primary advisor for all alcohol and drug matters? DAPA. The Drug and Alcohol Program Advisor is the command's primary advisor for all alcohol and drug matters. Among other duties, DAPAs conduct administrative screenings, prepare required reports, provide prevention education, and monitor aftercare. Additional responsibilities of the DAPA are outlined in OPNAV Instruction 5350.4 Series, Drug and Alcohol Abuse Prevention and Control. Health Record Maintenance 1. According to international rules, entries on the PHS-731 require authentication for immunizations against smallpox, if administered, yellow fever, cholera, and what else? Anthrax The PHS-731 is not to be filed in the HRAC at any time. Any immunizations recorded on the PHS-731 should be transcribed onto the DD Form 2766. According to international rules, entries on the PHS-731 require authentication for immunizations against smallpox, if administered, yellow fever, cholera, and anthrax. 2. Also known as the pink card, what charge-out form health record receipt will be used for the charge-out control of medical records? NAVMED 6150-7 Charge-out form NAVMED 6150-7 Health Record Receipt, also known as the Pink Card, will be used for charge-out control of medical records. 3. Approximately how many equal sections are the central files divided into under the Terminal Digit Filing System? 
100. Under the terminal digit filing system, the central files are divided into 100 approximately equal sections. Each section is identified by a maximum of 100 file guides bearing the 100 primary numbers, 00, consecutively through 99. Each of these 100 sections contains records whose last two digits correspond to the section's primary number. For example, every record with the SSN ending in 56 is filed in section 56. 4. How long should loose forms be retained after reasonable search efforts do not locate the record? 1 year. When loose treatment forms are discovered, every effort should be made to determine the present location of the record. If reasonable search efforts do not locate the record, retain loose forms for a period of one year. 5. How many pages is the DD Form 2766 divided into? 4. The DD Form 2766 is divided into four pages, significant health problems, hospitalization or surgery, medical alert, medications and health maintenance, immunizations, deployment readiness, etc. 6. What form provides a continuous, comprehensive record of a patient's medical history? Standard Form 600 The chronological record of medical care, Standard Form 600, provides a continuous, comprehensive record of a patient's medical history. 7. How often are all records verified by medical and dental personnel having custody of them? Annually All records are verified annually by medical and dental personnel having custody of them. Health records will be reviewed when service members report and detach from their commands and at the time of any physical examinations. 8. In what series is the specific protocol for recording anthrax immunizations outlined in? SECNAV Instruction 6230.4 The specific protocol for recording anthrax immunizations is outlined in SECNAV Instruction 6230.4 series, Department of the Navy Anthrax Vaccination Implementation Program. 9. Opening a secondary medical record requires the healthcare provider to write a note on what form in the primary treatment record. DD Form 2766. Opening a secondary medical record requires the healthcare provider to write a note on the DD Form 2766 Adult Preventive and Chronic Care Flow Sheet in the primary treatment record. Information includes nature of the secondary record patient's diagnosis, and clinic or department name including address and telephone number. A note is written on the same form when the secondary record is closed. 10. Records charged out from the file should be returned within how many working days or as soon as possible after the patient's visit. 5. Records charged out from the file should be returned as soon as possible after the patient's visit, but not more than five working days. Commands shall develop local procedures for the recovery of delinquent treatment records. 11. Refer to BUMED Instruction 6224.8 Series, Tuberculosis Control Program, for guidance when recording positive results of how many millimeters or more in duration of the tuberculin skin test. 10. When recording positive results, 10 millimeters or more in duration of the tuberculin skin test Refer to BUMED Instruction 6224.8 Series, Tuberculosis Control Program, for guidance. 12. The standard form 539 may be used as a substitute for the narrative summary for those admissions of a minor nature that require less than how many hours of hospitalization. 48. 
The standard form 539 may be used as a substitute for the narrative summary for those admissions of a minor nature that require less than 48 hours of hospitalization. 13. Upon final discharge or death, the completed and verified health and dental records must be sent to the command maintaining the member's service record no later than how many days following separation for inclusion in and transmittal with the member's service record. 1. Upon final discharge or death, send the complete and verified health and dental records to the command maintaining the member's service record no later than the day following separation for inclusion in and transmittal with the member's service record. 14. What contains all the dental care documentation provided during a member's career? DREC Dental Records The DREC is a file of continuous care given to active duty and reserve members and their families. It contains all documents of dental care provided during a member's career. 15. What file of continuous care documents the ambulatory treatment received by a person other than an active duty person, that is, retiree and family members? OREC, Outpatient Record. The OREC is a file of continuous care that documents ambulatory treatment received by a person other than an active duty person, that is, retiree and family members. 16. What form aids healthcare providers by allowing them quick access to pertinent medical factors that may affect how they manage a patient's medical care? DD Form 2766. Properly maintained, the DD Form 2766 form aids healthcare providers by allowing them quick access to pertinent medical factors that may affect how they manage a patient's medical care. This form is a permanent part of the HRAC or OREC. This form should be reviewed and revised during the patient's visit. 17. What form is initiated when military personnel are first exposed to ionizing radiation, with the exception of patients incurring such radiation while undergoing diagnostic treatment? DD Form 1141 Record of Occupational Exposure to Ionizing Radiation, DD Form 1141 this form is initiated when military personnel are first exposed to ionizing radiation, with the exception of patients incurring such radiation while undergoing diagnostic treatment. 18. What form is routinely used for inpatient admission notes and is filed in the patient's IREC? Standard Form 509. The Standard Form 509 form is routinely used for inpatient admission notes and is filed in the patient's IREC. 19. What form is used for outpatients who need to be referred to other healthcare providers or specialists, such as gynecologists, internists, optometrists, etc.? Standard Form 513. The Standard Form 513 is used for outpatients who need to be referred to other healthcare providers or specialists, such as gynecologists, internists, optometrists, etc. The primary assessment and results of examinations and tests will be entered onto the form. 20. What form is used to order corrective prescription eyewear? DD Form 771. The DD Form 771 eyewear prescription is used to order corrective prescription eyewear. 21. What form is used to summarize clinical data relative to treatment received during periods of hospitalization? Standard Form 502. The standard form 502 is used to summarize clinical data relative to treatment received during periods of hospitalization. The narrative summary will include all procedures and diagnoses, 
and must match with information listed on the inpatient admission or disposition report, NAVMED 6300-5, and any information listed in the operation report. 22. What form should any immunizations recorded on the PHS-731 be transcribed onto? DD Form 2766. The PHS-731 is not to be filed in the HRAC at any time. Any immunizations recorded on the PHS-731 should be transcribed onto the DD Form 2766. According to international rules, entries on the PHS-731 require authentication for immunizations against smallpox if administered, yellow fever, cholera, and anthrax. 23. What form will the HM make an entry for medical records as well as blacking out the corresponding year block on the front leaf of the jacket with a black felt-tip pen upon completion of an annual medical record verification? Standard Form 600. Upon completion of the annual medical record verification, the HM will make an entry on the standard Form 600 for medical records and black out the corresponding year block on the front leaf of the jacket with a black felt-tip pen. With this procedure, records that have not been verified during the calendar year can be identified and the annual verification accomplished. 24. What is a file of continuous care given to active duty members that documents all outpatient care provided during their career? HRAC. The HRAC is a file of continuous care given to active duty members and documents all outpatient care provided during a member's career. While the HRAC primarily documents ambulatory, outpatient care, copies of inpatient narrative summaries and operative reports are also placed in the HRAC to provide continuity of healthcare documentation. 25. What may be used in conjunction with the chargeout form when open shelf filing is used for records? Chargeout Guide When open shelf filing is used for records, a chargeout guide may be used in conjunction with the chargeout form. A chargeout guide is a plastic folder with a pocket. The chargeout form should be placed in the pocket and the chargeout guide placed in the file in place of the patient's record until the record is returned. The chargeout guide also allows for loose forms to be placed in the guide where the record will be returned, reducing the risk of lost or misfiled record forms. 26. What medical file documents the care provided to a patient assigned to a designated inpatient bed at an MTF or ship? Inpatient record. The IREC is a medical file that documents care provided to a patient assigned to a designated inpatient bed at an MTF or ship. 27. What medical records are used for the documentation of outpatient medical and dental care? Primary. The primary medical records are used for the documentation of outpatient medical and dental care. 28. What record contains the excerpts from a patient's primary record, which is kept within the MTF by a treating clinic, service, department, or individual provider for increased access to the information? Convenience. A convenience record contains excerpts from a patient's primary record and is kept within the MTF by a treating clinic, service, department, or individual provider for increased access to the information. When the convenience record's purpose has been served, the establishing clinic, service, department, or provider purges the record from its file, compares it to the primary medical record, and adds any medical documents that are not already in the primary medical record. 29. What records consist of original healthcare documentation withheld from a patient's primary HRAC or OREC? Ancillary. 
Ancillary records consist of original healthcare documentation withheld from a patient's primary HRAC or ORAC. In certain cases, it may be advisable to not file original treatment information in the primary treatment record, but instead place this information into a secondary medical record to which the patient, parent, or guardian has limited access. Examples of such instances include psychiatric treatment or instances of real or suspected child or spouse abuse, etc. 30. What system does the Navy Medical Department use to file health records? TDFS. The Navy Medical Department uses the Terminal Digit Filing System to file health records. Records are filed according to the terminal digits, last two numbers, of the service member's Social Security number, color coding of the record jacket, and use of a block filing system. 31. What U.S. Navy Medical Outpatient and Dental Treatment Record do Navy and Marine Corps personnel, as well as DOD-eligible beneficiaries, utilize as their official record jacket for the chronological documentation of medical and dental evaluations, care, treatment, and occupational health? NAVMED 6150-21-30 Navy and Marine Corps personnel and DOD-eligible beneficiaries utilize the U.S. Navy Medical Outpatient and Dental Treatment Record as the official record jacket for the chronological documentation of medical and dental evaluations, care, treatments, and occupational health. 32. When a member of the Naval Service incurs an injury that might result in permanent disability or results in a physical inability to perform duty for a period exceeding how many hours, an entry will be made concerning line-of-duty misconduct. 24. When a member of the Naval Service incurs an injury that might result in permanent disability or results in a physical inability to perform duty for a period exceeding 24 hours, an entry will be made concerning line-of-duty misconduct. 33. Who is the official responsible for the administration and supervision of the execution of the SECNAV Instruction 5211.5 series, Department of the Navy Privacy Act program, as it pertains to the healthcare treatment record system? Surgeon General of the Navy. The Surgeon General of the Navy is the official responsible for administering and supervising the execution of SECNAV Instruction 5211.5 series, Department of the Navy Privacy Act program, as it pertains to the healthcare treatment record system. Patient eligibility for health. 1. Active duty family member, spouses, and unmarried children up to age 21, which age if enrolled in college full-time, are eligible for TRICARE Prime, TRICARE Extra, and TRICARE Standard. 23. Active duty family member, spouses, and unmarried children up to age 21, 23 if enrolled in college full-time, TRICARE Prime, TRICARE Extra, TRICARE Standard. If you choose TRICARE Prime, enroll with your regional contractor and select a PCM. If you choose to use TRICARE Extra, locate a TRICARE Network Provider. To use TRICARE Standard, seek care from any TRICARE Authorized Provider. 2. Active Duty Service Members who live and work more than how many miles or an hour drive time from an MTF are eligible for TRICARE Prime Remote. 50. ADSM, who lives and works more than 50 miles or an hour drive time from an MTF, is eligible for TRICARE Prime Remote. Enroll with your regional contractor and select a network PCM, if available. 3. All non-emergency inpatient behavioral health care admissions require authorization within how many hours of the admission? 72. 
All non-emergency inpatient behavioral health care admissions require authorization within 72 hours of the admission. While traveling in the U.S., go to the nearest MTF for non-emergency care. If the MTF cannot provide the care you need, you will be referred to a civilian care provider. To locate an MTF, visit www.tricare.mil MTF. Exception. While visiting the U.S., ADSMs enrolled to the Latin America and Canada TGRO region must contact the TLAC TGRO Alarm Center at 1-800-834-5514 to obtain authorizations for all non-emergency care. 4. An appeal is a dispute with certain payment and or coverage decisions made by TRICARE. How many types of appeals are there? 2. An appeal is a dispute with certain payment and or coverage decisions made by TRICARE. There are two types of appeals, a factual denial, that is, non-covered service, and an appeal of a denial of services based upon medical necessity. You have the right to appeal the decisions TRICARE makes regarding the payment of claims. Additionally, there is a separate mechanism for appealing the denial for authorization of services based upon a medical necessity review. 5. A newborn is covered as a TRICARE Prime beneficiary for the first how many days after birth, as long as one additional family member is enrolled in TRICARE Prime or TRICARE Prime Remote. 120. A newborn is covered as a TRICARE Prime beneficiary for the first 120 days after birth, as long as one additional family member is enrolled in TRICARE Prime or TRICARE Prime Remote. After the initial 120 days, any claim submitted for a newborn will process as TRICARE standard until the infant is enrolled in DEERS and TRICARE Prime or the infant's TRICARE standard eligibility ends. Eligibility for TRICARE standard ends 365 days after birth for any newborn who is not properly registered in DEERS. 6. A parent, guardian, or other adult family member is authorized to travel with a non-active duty TRICARE Prime enrolled patient as a non-medical attendant. If the NMA is not the parent, he or she must be at least which age or older? 21. A parent, guardian, or other family member is authorized to travel with a non-active duty TRICARE Prime enrolled patient as a non-medical attendant. If the NMA is not the parent, he or she must be 21 years of age or older. The NMA is not required to be enrolled in TRICARE Prime or to be TRICARE eligible. The patient, however, must be enrolled in TRICARE Prime. 7. A PHP is a treatment setting providing medical therapeutic services at least how many hours per day, five days per week. 3. A psychiatric partial hospitalization program is recommended when your physician believes it is necessary to stabilize a critical behavioral health disorder or to transition from an inpatient program to an outpatient program. Treatment frequency. A PHP is a treatment setting providing medical therapeutic services at least three hours per day, five days per week. Treatment may include day, evening, night, and weekend programs. 8. Certain uniformed services members and their family members may be eligible for transitional health care benefits when the sponsor separates from active duty service through which program? TAMP, Transitional Assistance Management Program. Through the Transitional Assistance Management Program, certain uniformed services members and their family members may be eligible for transitional health care benefits when the sponsor separates from active duty service. Service member categories include a member who is involuntarily separated from active duty if under honorable conditions, 
a reserve component member who was separated from active duty and who was called up or ordered in support of a contingency operation for an active duty period of more than 30 consecutive days. A member who is separated from active duty and is involuntarily retained in support of a contingency operation. A member who is separated from active duty following a voluntary agreement to stay on active duty for a period of less than one year in support of a contingency mission. 9. For emergencies while traveling away from home, you should dial 911 or go directly to the nearest hospital emergency department. You or family members on your behalf should notify your primary care manager or regional contractor within how many hours of receiving emergency medical care to allow your doctor the opportunity to arrange for your continuing treatment. 24. For emergencies while traveling away from home, you should dial 911 or go directly to the nearest hospital emergency department. You or family members on your behalf should notify your PCM or regional contractor within 24 hours of receiving emergency medical care to allow your doctor the opportunity to arrange for your continuing treatment. 10. For up to how many minutes are family or conjoint psychotherapy sessions covered? 90. Family or conjoint psychotherapy therapy is designed to treat the entire family. Regular sessions are covered for up to 90 minutes. Crisis sessions may extend up to 180 minutes. 11. Group psychotherapy sessions are covered for up to how many minutes? 90. Group psychotherapy sessions are covered for up to 90 minutes. 12. Hospice care is available in lieu of other TRICARE benefits to provide palliative care to individuals with prognosis of less than how many months to live if the terminal illness runs its normal course. 6. Hospice care is available in lieu of other TRICARE benefits to provide palliative care to individuals with prognosis of less than six months to live if the terminal illness runs its normal course. Hospice care must be provided by a Medicare-approved program and may include physician services, nursing care, counseling, inpatient respite care, medical supplies, medications, medical social services, home health aid services, physical and occupational services, speech and language pathology, and short-term acute patient care related to terminal diagnosis. 13. How many days after birth does TRICARE standard eligibility end for any newborn who is not properly registered in DEERS? 365. A newborn is covered as a TRICARE Prime beneficiary for the first 120 days after birth, as long as one additional family member is enrolled in TRICARE Prime or TRICARE Prime Remote. After the initial 120 days, any claim submitted for a newborn will process as TRICARE Standard until the infant is enrolled in DEERS and TRICARE Prime, or the infant's TRICARE Standard eligibility ends. Eligibility for TRICARE Standard ends 365 days after birth for any newborn who is not properly registered in DEERS. 14. How many days of rehabilitation per benefit period in a TRICARE-authorized facility does TRICARE cover whether an inpatient or partial hospitalization or a combination of both? 21. Rehabilitation of a substance use disorder may occur in an inpatient or partial hospitalization setting. TRICARE covers 21 days of rehabilitation per benefit period in a TRICARE-authorized facility, whether an inpatient or partial hospitalization or a combination of both. Inpatient days for rehabilitation count toward the 30- or 45-day limit for acute inpatient psychiatric care, and partial hospitalization days count toward the 60-day limit for partial hospitalization.
15. How many factors determine how you access your behavioral health care? 3. How you access behavioral health care depends on three factors, the type of beneficiary you are, your TRICARE program option, and your location. 16. How many substance use disorder rehabilitation treatments in a lifetime with one per benefit period does TRICARE cover? 3. TRICARE covers three substance use disorder rehabilitation treatments in a lifetime and one per benefit period. A benefit period begins with the first date of the covered treatment and ends 365 days later. 17. How many times per fiscal year can authorized users access TRIAP? Unlimited. TRIAP services do not require referrals or authorizations, but you will need a phone and a computer. You may access TRIAP an unlimited number of times, and services are confidential and non-reportable, not documented on your military record. TRIAP services do not include medication management, financial counseling, or emergency care. If necessary, a TRIAP counselor can refer you for higher-level behavioral health care, which may include face-to-face -face counseling. 18. How many types of non-network providers are there? 2. A non-network provider is one who has no contractual relationship to provide care to TRICARE beneficiaries, but is authorized to provide care to TRICARE beneficiaries. A non-network provider must be authorized. There are two types of non-network providers, participating and non-participating. 19. If TRICARE Prime members are referred by their primary care manager for specialty care at a location more than how many miles from their PCM, they may be eligible to have their reasonable travel expenses reimbursed by TRICARE. 100. If you are referred by your PCM for specialty care at a location more than 100 miles from your PCM, you may be eligible to have your reasonable travel expenses reimbursed by TRICARE. You must have a valid referral and travel orders from a TRICARE representative at the MTF where you are enrolled or from the TRICARE regional office if your PCM is a TRICARE network provider. 20. If you are issued delayed effective date active duty orders for more than 30 consecutive days in support of a contingency operation, you and your family may become eligible for TRICARE pre-activation benefits beginning on the date your orders were issued or how many days before you report to active duty, whichever is later. 90. Activation status determines TRICARE eligibility and care access pre-activation benefit. If you are issued delayed effective date active duty orders for more than 30 consecutive days in support of a contingency operation, you and your family may become eligible for TRICARE pre-activation benefits beginning on the date your orders were issued, or 90 days before you report to active duty, whichever is later. If your orders are canceled before you report for active duty, TRICARE coverage ends for you and your family on the date the orders are canceled. 21. Individual psychotherapy crisis sessions are covered for up to how many minutes? 120. Individual psychotherapy. Therapy may be used for adults and children to ease emotional issues, reverse or change troubling behavior, and encourage personality growth and development. Sessions are covered up to 60 minutes. Crisis sessions may extend up to 120 minutes. Note, individual psychotherapy is not a covered benefit for a patient with a diagnosis of substance abuse unless the person also has a mental disorder diagnosis. 22. Individual psychotherapy sessions are covered for up to how many minutes? 60. Individual psychotherapy. 
therapy may be used for adults and children to ease emotional issues, reverse or change troubling behavior, and encourage personality growth and development. Sessions are covered up to 60 minutes. Crisis sessions may extend up to 120 minutes. Note, individual psychotherapy is not a covered benefit for a patient with a diagnosis of substance abuse unless the person also has a mental disorder diagnosis. 23. In order for a gastric bypass to be covered, the patient must be at least how many pounds over ideal body weight and have a comorbidity, or 200% of ideal body weight with no comorbidity. 100. To be covered, you must be 100 pounds over ideal body weight and have a comorbidity, or 200% of ideal body weight with no comorbidity. 24. Inpatient psychiatric care patients, 18 and younger, are limited to how many days of treatment per fiscal year or in any single admission. 45. Patients may be referred to acute inpatient psychiatric care if their doctor believes they have a behavioral health disorder that threatens their physical well-being to the extent that 24-hour medical and psychiatric care is needed. Benefit limits. Patients 19 and older are limited to 30 days per fiscal year or in any single admission. Patients 18 and younger are limited to 45 days per fiscal year or in any single admission. The fiscal year is October 1st to September 30th. Day limits may be waived if determined to be medically or psychologically necessary. 25. Inpatient psychiatric care patients 19 and older are limited to how many days of treatment per fiscal year or in any single admission. 30. Patients may be referred to acute inpatient psychiatric care if their doctor believes they have a behavioral health disorder that threatens their physical well-being to the extent that 24-hour medical and psychiatric care is needed. Benefit limits, patients 19 and older are limited to 30 days per fiscal year or in any single admission. Patients 18 and younger are limited to 45 days per fiscal year or in any single admission. The fiscal year is October 1st to September 30th, Day limits may be waived if determined to be medically or psychologically necessary. 26. Military One Source offers up to how many cost-free and confidential counseling sessions to eligible military personnel and their family members. 6. Military One Source offers up to six cost-free, confidential counseling sessions to eligible military personnel and their family members. 27. Most RTCs do not accept individuals older than what age? 17. RTC care is not covered in emergencies and admission primarily for substance abuse is not authorized. Care does not count toward the 30 or 45 day limit for acute inpatient psychiatric care. Your TRICARE benefit provides RTC care up to age 21. However, most RTCs do not accept individuals older than age 17. Note, at the time of printing, RTCs were only available in the U.S. and its territories. 28. MTF outpatient care is not available to what beneficiaries? CHCBP. MTF outpatient care is not available to CHCBP beneficiaries. 29. Once the TAMP period ends, or within how many days of your separation date if you are not eligible for TAMP, you and your eligible family members can elect CHCBP coverage. 60. Continued Healthcare Benefit Program, CHCBP. Once the TAMP period ends or within 60 days of your separation date if you're not eligible for TAMP, 
you and your eligible family members can elect CHCBP coverage, which provides between 18 to 36 months, depending on eligibility, of purchased premium-based healthcare coverage in 90-day increments. You must continue paying your monthly premiums to keep CHCBP coverage. CHCBP offers benefits similar to TRICARE Standard and TRICARE Extra. 30. Outpatient psychotherapy is limited to a maximum of how many psychotherapy sessions per week in any combination of individual, family, collateral, or group sessions. 2. Outpatient behavioral health. Outpatient psychotherapy is limited to a maximum of two psychotherapy sessions per week in any combination of individual, family, collateral, or group sessions. 31. Personnel wishing to file an appeal must do so within how many days of the date on the explanation of benefits. 90. You must file your appeal within 90 days of the date on the explanation of benefits. Be sure to include a copy of the EOB along with any materials you feel will explain your reasons for the appeal. 32. Prescriptions may be filled, up to a how-many-day supply for most medications, at an MTF pharmacy free of charge. 90. Prescriptions may be filled up to a 90-day supply for most medications at an MTF pharmacy free of charge. Each facility is required to make available the medications listed in the DOD Basic Core Formulary. The MTF may add additional medications to its local formulary based on the scope of care at that MTF. Beneficiaries should contact their local MTF for specific details about filling and refilling prescriptions at its pharmacy. MTF pharmacies will accept written prescriptions from any TRICARE authorized provider. 33. Prior authorizations must be obtained prior to services being rendered or within how many hours of an admission. 24. Prior authorization, a review determination made by a licensed professional nurse or paraprofessional for requested services, procedures, or admissions. Prior authorizations must be obtained prior to services being rendered or within 24 hours of an admission. 34. Psychological testing and assessment is limited to how many hours per fiscal year. 6. Psychological testing and assessment is covered only when provided in conjunction with psychotherapy. Testing is limited to 6 hours per fiscal year, October 1st to September 30th. Any testing more than 6 hours requires a review for medical necessity. 35. Reasonable travel expenses are the actual costs incurred when traveling, such as meals, gas or oil, tolls, parking, and tickets for public transportation, that is, airplane, train, bus, etc. Personnel must submit receipts for expenses above which amount? $75. Reasonable travel expenses are the actual costs incurred when traveling, such as meals, gas or oil, tolls, parking, and tickets for public transportation, that is, airplane, train, bus, etc., you must submit receipts for expenses above $75. You are expected to use the least costly mode of transportation, and government rates will be used to estimate the reasonable cost. The actual cost of lodging, including taxes and tips, and the actual cost of meals, including taxes and tips, but excluding alcoholic beverages, may be reimbursed up to the government rate for the area concerned. 36. Referrals from your PCM are not required for the first how many outpatient behavioral care visits per beneficiary per fiscal year. 8. U.S. TRICARE Prime Option ADFMs Outpatient care for your first eight outpatient behavioral health care visits per beneficiary per fiscal year. Referrals from your PCM are not required.
However, a PCM or physician referral is required for all visits to counselors who require physician supervision. Example, behavioral health care counselors, licensed or certified mental health counselors, or pastoral counselors. 37. Reserve component family members are eligible for TRICARE Prime Remote for active duty family members if their sponsor is activated for more than how many consecutive days and the family members reside with their sponsor within a TPR-designated zip code upon activation or effective date of orders. 30. Reserve component family members are eligible for TPRADFM if their sponsor is activated for more than 30 consecutive days and the family members reside with their sponsor within a TPR-designated zip code upon activation or effective date of orders. The activated reservist, sponsor, is not required to be eligible for or enrolled in TPR for their family members to be eligible for TPRADFM. 38. Retirees and their family members must pay an annual enrollment fee of $230 for an individual or how much for a family to enroll in TRICARE Prime. $460. Active duty service members are automatically covered under the TRICARE Prime benefit but are still required to complete an enrollment form. There is no enrollment fee for active duty family members. Retirees and their family members must pay an annual enrollment fee of $230 for an individual or $460 for a family to enroll in TRICARE Prime. Payments can be made in annual, quarterly, or monthly installments. 39. Some non-network providers are allowed to bill a TRICARE Prime enrollee for amounts over what TRICARE pays, not to exceed the TRICARE allowable charge by 15%. What is this called? Balance billing. TRICARE Prime enrollees will receive most medical care from an MTF or network provider. On occasion, you may be referred to a non-network provider if the needed medical care is not available in the network, or you may receive services from a non-network practitioner at a hospital. Some non-network providers are allowed to bill a TRICARE Prime enrollee for amounts over what TRICARE pays, not to exceed the TRICARE allowable charge by 15%. This is called balance billing. A provider who accepts assignment will file a claim for the enrollee and receive payment directly from TRICARE. They will not balance bill. 40. The DoD has partnered with TriWest Healthcare Alliance to assist in operating the TRICARE program for more than how many beneficiaries in the TRICARE West region? 2.6 million. The DoD has partnered with TriWest Healthcare Alliance to assist in operating the TRICARE program for more than 2.6 million beneficiaries in the TRICARE West region. The West region includes Alaska, Arizona, California, Colorado, Hawaii, Idaho, Iowa, except the Rock Island Arsenal area, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, except the St. Louis area, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Mexico, North Dakota, Oregon, South Dakota, Texas, the southwestern corner including El Paso only, Utah, Washington, and Wyoming. 41. The Federal Medical Recovery Act allows TRICARE to be reimbursed for its cost of treating you if you were injured in an accident that was caused by someone else. The DD Form 2527 Statement of Personal Injury Third-Party Liability Form will be sent to you if a claim is received that appears to have third-party liability involvement. Within how many calendar days, you must complete and sign this form and follow the directions for returning the form to the appropriate claims processor. 35. 
The Federal Medical Recovery Act allows TRICARE to be reimbursed for its cost of treating you if you are injured in an accident that was caused by someone else. The DD Form 2527 Statement of Personal Injury Third-Party Liability Form will be sent to you if a claim is received that appears to have third-party liability involvement. Within 35 calendar days, you must complete and sign this form and follow the directions for returning the form to the appropriate claims processor. The DD Form 2527 is available through the TriWest website at www.triwest.com. 42. The TRICARE Mail Order Pharmacy is available for prescriptions that you take on a regular basis. You may receive up to a 90-day supply for most medications. What is TMOP administered by? Express Scripts, Inc. The TRICARE Mail Order Pharmacy is available for prescriptions that you take on a regular basis. You may receive up to a 90-day supply for most medications. TMOP is administered by Express Scripts, Inc. TMOP allows you to mail your written prescription along with the appropriate copy to TMOP and the medications will be sent directly to you. Prescriptions may be refilled by mail, phone, or online. For more information about how to use TMOP, visit the TRICARE website at www.tricare.osd.mil slash pharmacy slash tmop.cfm or Contact TMOP Member Services toll-free at 1-866-DOD-TMOP. That's 1-866-363-8667 within the U.S. Or 1-866-ASK-4PEC, 1-866-275-4732 outside the U.S. You may also visit the Express Scripts website at www.expressscripts.com. 43. The TRICARE Prime point-of-service option applies to all non-referred, non-emergency services received by TRICARE Prime and TPRADFM beneficiaries. The POS deductible applies only to outpatient services, and the cost share applies to both inpatient and outpatient services. TRICARE reimbursement is limited to 1% of the TRICARE allowable charge, 50%. For unauthorized care, the TRICARE Prime POS deductible is $300 per person and $600 per family. The beneficiary cost share is 50% of the allowable charges after the deductible. The TRICARE Prime beneficiary's out-of-pocket cost while utilizing POS is accrued against the catastrophic cap. However, there is no cap on POS out-of-pocket expenses. The beneficiary cost share will remain at 50% of the TRICARE allowable charge even after the catastrophic cap has been reached. 44. The TRICARE Prime wait time for an urgent care appointment shall not exceed how many hours? 24. Another advantage of enrolling in TRICARE Prime is the TRICARE Prime access standards. You are guaranteed an appointment within the following standards. The wait time for an urgent care appointment shall not exceed 24 hours. The wait time for a routine appointment shall not exceed one week. The wait time for a specialty care appointment or wellness visit shall not exceed four weeks. Additionally, under normal circumstances, your travel time may not exceed 30 minutes from your home to your PCM's office for primary care, and you should not have to travel more than one hour from your home for referred specialty care. 45. The TRICARE Prime wait time for a routine appointment shall not exceed how many weeks? 1. Another advantage of enrolling in TRICARE Prime is the TRICARE Prime Access Standards. 
the wait time for a routine appointment shall not exceed one week. 46. The TRICARE Prime wait time for specialty care appointment or wellness visit shall not exceed how many weeks? 4. The wait time for a specialty care appointment or wellness visit shall not exceed 4 weeks. 47. The Uniformed Services Family Health Plan is an extra TRICARE Prime option available to families of active duty military, retirees, and their eligible family members, including those age 65 and over, through networks of community-based hospitals and physicians in how many areas of the country? 6. The Uniformed Services Family Health Plan is an extra TRICARE Prime option available to families of active duty military, retirees, and their eligible family members, including those age 65 and over, through networks of community-based hospitals and physicians in six areas of the country. 48. The U.S. Family Health Plan is a TRICARE Prime option available in how many geographic areas across the U.S.? 6. The U.S. Family Health Plan is a TRICARE Prime option available in six geographic areas across the U.S. If you are a U.S. FHP beneficiary, contact U.S. FHP for details on Behavioral Health Care Access Guidelines at 1-800-748-7347 or visit www.usfamilyhealthplan.org. 49. To receive coverage under CHCBP, eligible persons must enroll by completing a continued health care benefit program application within how many days after separating from active duty or losing their eligibility for TRICARE. 60. The continued health care benefit program is intended to provide transitional benefits for a specified period of time, 18 to 36 months, to former service members and their families some unremarried former spouses and emancipated children living on their own who enroll and pay quarterly premiums. The benefits available under CHCBP are similar to TRICARE standard, and although it is not part of TRICARE standard, it operates under most of the same rules. The quarterly premiums for the coverage are $933 for one person and $1,996 for a family. To receive coverage under CHCBP, eligible persons must enroll by completing a CHCBP application within 60 days after separating from active duty or losing their eligibility for TRICARE. The DoD has contracted with Humana Military Healthcare Services, Inc. to administer CHCBP. Beneficiaries may contact HMHS in writing or by phone for any information regarding CHCBP at the following address or phone number. Humana Military Healthcare Services, Inc. Attention, CHCBP. P.O. Box 740072, Louisville, Kentucky, 40202, 1-800-444-5445. 50. To use TRICARE benefits, you must have a valid uniformed services or military ID card issued by your service branch, and you must be listed in the DEERS database. The ID card states on the back, in the medical block, whether you are eligible for medical care from military or civilian sources. Children under which age can normally use the ID card of their parent or guardian, but they must be registered in DEERS. 10. To use TRICARE benefits, you must have a valid uniformed services or military ID card issued by your service branch, and you must be listed in the DEERS database. The ID card states on the back, in the medical block, whether you are eligible for medical care from military or civilian sources. Children under age 10 can normally use the ID card of their parent or guardian, but they must be registered in DEERS. 
At the age of 10, the child's sponsor should obtain an ID card for the child. Children under 10 should also have an ID card of their own when in custody of a parent who is not eligible for benefits. 51. Transitional Assistance Management Program provides up to how many days of coverage for you and your eligible family members, beginning on your release from your active duty date. 180. Transitional Assistance Management Program provides 180 days of coverage for you and your eligible family members beginning on your release from active duty date. Under TAMP, you may enroll in TRICARE Prime or TRICARE Overseas Program Prime if you live overseas in a TRICARE Prime service area. If you choose not to enroll in a TRICARE Prime option, you may be covered under TRICARE Standard and TRICARE Extra or Top Standard if you live overseas. If covered under TAMP, you and your family members are considered ADFMs during the TAMP-eligible period and should follow the guidelines for your program option under Active Duty Family Member. 52. Travel time for TRICARE Prime members under normal circumstances may not exceed how many minutes from your home to your PCM's office for primary care. 30. The TRICARE Prime Access Standards state that under normal circumstances, your travel time may not exceed 30 minutes from your home to your PCM's office for primary care, and you should not have to travel more than one hour from your home for referred specialty care. 53. TRICARE helps pay for maternity care during pregnancy, delivery of the baby, and up to how many weeks after the baby is born. 6. TRICARE helps pay for maternity care during pregnancy, delivery of the baby, and up to six weeks after the baby's born. Prenatal care is important, and TRICARE strongly recommends that those who are pregnant or who anticipate becoming pregnant seek appropriate medical care. If TRICARE eligibility ends during the pregnancy, for example, due to discharge of sponsor, TRICARE does not cover any remaining maternity care unless the family qualifies for the Transitional Assistance Management Program or has enrolled in the Continued Healthcare Benefits Program. 54. TRICARE Prime is available to active duty service members, family members, and survivors of active duty personnel, retirees, their family members, and survivors under age 65, and members of the reserve component and their families if the sponsor is activated for more than how many consecutive days. 30. TRICARE Prime is available to active duty service members, family members, and survivors of active duty personnel, retirees, their family members, and survivors under age 65, and members of the reserve component and their families if the sponsor is activated for more than 30 consecutive days. All eligible beneficiaries must be registered in the Defense Enrollment Eligibility Reporting System and reside in a service area where TRICARE Prime is offered. 55. TRICARE Prime Remote and TRICARE Prime Remote for Active Duty Family Members provide active duty service members in the United States and their eligible family members with the TRICARE Prime option while they are assigned to remote duty stations, typically more than how many miles or an hour's drive time away from the nearest MTF. 50. TRICARE Prime Remote and TRICARE Prime Remote for active duty family members provide active duty service members in the United States and their eligible family members with the TRICARE Prime option while they are assigned to remote duty stations typically more than 50 miles or an hour's drive time away from the nearest MTF. 56. TRICARE Reserve Family Demonstration Project participants are limited to families of Reserve and National Guard members called to active duty for periods of more than how many consecutive days in support of operations that result from the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001, 
under Executive Order 13223, 10 U.S.C., 12302, 10 U.S.C., 12301D, or 32 U.S.C., 502F. 30. TRICARE Reserve Family Demonstration Project participants are limited to families of Reserve and National Guard members called to active duty for periods of more than 30 consecutive days in support of operations that result from the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001, under Executive Order 13223-10USC-12302-10USC-12301-Delta or 32USC-502F. Such operations include, for example, Operations Enduring Freedom, Noble Eagle, and Iraqi Freedom. TRICARE Reserve Family Demonstration Project components include Waiver of TRICARE Standard Annual Deductibles, Waiver of the TRICARE Allowable Charge under TRICARE Standard, Waiver of Requirement to Obtain Non-Availability Statements for Non-Emergency Inpatient Care. 57. TRICARE standard beneficiaries may pay up to 1% above the maximum allowable charge when the provider does not accept assignment balance billing. 15%. TRICARE standard beneficiaries may pay up to 15% above the maximum allowable charge when the provider does not accept assignment balance billing. See the glossary for a description of balance billing. 58. Uniformed services retirees under which age are eligible for TRICARE Prime, TRICARE Extra, and TRICARE Standard? 65. Uniformed services retirees under age 65 and eligible family members are eligible for TRICARE Prime, TRICARE Extra, TRICARE Standard. If you choose TRICARE Prime, enroll with your regional contractor and select a PCM. If you choose to use TRICARE Extra, locate a TRICARE network provider. To use TRICARE Standard, seek care from any TRICARE-authorized provider. 59. Up to how many days' coverage does TRICARE provide in a TRICARE-authorized RTC and may cover more if the care is medically or psychologically necessary? 150. Benefit limit TRICARE covers up to 150 days in a TRICARE-authorized RTC and may cover more if the care is medically or psychologically necessary. 60. Up to how many days of coverage does TRICARE provide per fiscal year in a TRICARE-authorized program for behavioral health disorders? 60. TRICARE provides up to 60 days of coverage per fiscal year, full or half-day program, in a TRICARE-authorized program for behavioral health disorders. 61. Up to how many months is the Continued Healthcare Benefit Program intended to provide transitional benefits to former service members and their families some unremarried former spouses, and emancipated children living on their own who enroll and pay quarterly premiums. 36. The Continued Healthcare Benefit Program is intended to provide transitional benefits for a specified period of time, 18 to 36 months, to former service members and their families, some unremarried former spouses, and emancipated children living on their own who enroll and pay quarterly premiums. The benefits available under CHCBP are similar to TRICARE Standard, and although it is not part of TRICARE Standard, it operates under most of the same rules. The quarterly premiums for the coverage are $933 for one person and $1,996 for a family. To receive coverage under CHCBP, eligible persons must enroll by completing a CHCBP application 
within 60 days after separating from active duty or losing their eligibility for TRICARE. The DoD has contracted with Humana Military Healthcare Services, Inc. to administer CHCBP. Beneficiaries may contact HMHS in writing or by phone for any information regarding CHCBP at the following address or phone number. Humana Military Healthcare Services, Inc. Attention CHCBP P.O. Box 740072 Louisville, Kentucky 40202 1-800-444-5445 62. Up to how many sessions of outpatient psychotherapy are covered per week in any combination of individual, family, collateral, or group sessions? 2. Psychotherapy is an interpersonal, discussion-based type of behavioral health care. When medically or psychologically necessary to treat a behavioral health disorder, outpatient and inpatient psychotherapy is covered. Outpatient psychotherapy is covered up to two sessions per week in any combination of individual, family, collateral, or group sessions. Inpatient psychotherapy is covered up to five sessions per week in any combination of sessions. The duration and frequency of additional care is dependent upon medical necessity. 63. What administers the TRICARE Dental Program? UCCI, United Concordia Companies, Inc. The TRICARE Dental Program is a voluntary dental insurance program administered by United Concordia Companies, Inc. TDP is available to eligible active duty family members, selected reserve and individual ready reserve members, and their eligible family members. Active duty personnel and reservists called to active duty for a period of more than 30 consecutive days are not eligible for TDP. They receive dental care from military dental treatment facilities. Former spouses, parents, parents-in-law, disabled veterans, foreign military personnel, and uniformed services retirees and their families are not eligible for TDP. Other details of TDP benefits, requirements, and restrictions can be found at the UCCI website at www.ucci.com slash was slash web slash home dot JSP. 64. What are the Continued Healthcare Benefit Program quarterly premiums for one person? $933. The Continued Healthcare Benefit Program is intended to provide transitional benefits for a specified period of time, 18 to 36 months, to former service members and their families, some unremarried former spouses and emancipated children living on their own who enroll and pay quarterly premiums. The benefits available under CHCBP are similar to TRICARE Standard, and although it's not part of TRICARE Standard, it operates under most of the same rules. The quarterly premiums for the coverage are $933 for one person and $1,996 for a family. To receive coverage under CHCBP, eligible persons must enroll by completing a CHCBP application within 60 days after separating from active duty or losing their eligibility for TRICARE. The DoD has contracted with Humana Military Healthcare Services, Inc. to administer CHCBP. Beneficiaries may contact HMHS in writing or by phone for any information regarding CHCBP at the following address or phone number. Humana Military Healthcare Services, Inc. Attention CHCBP. P.O. Box 740072, Louisville, Kentucky. 40202. 1-800-444-5445 65. 
What creates a global centralized data repository that records information about prescriptions filled for TRICARE beneficiaries at MTFs, the TRICARE Retail Pharmacy Network, and through TMOP, PDTS, Pharmacy Data Transaction Service. The Pharmacy Data Transaction Service creates a global centralized data repository that records information about prescriptions filled for TRICARE beneficiaries at MTFs, the TRICARE Retail Pharmacy Network, and through TMOP. PDTS improves the quality of prescription services and enhances patient safety by conducting an online clinical screening against your complete medication history for each new or refilled prescription in real time before it is dispensed. 66. What is defined as the annual amount a TRICARE Extra or TRICARE Standard Beneficiary must pay for covered outpatient benefits before TRICARE begins to share costs? Deductible. Deductible, the annual amount a TRICARE Extra or TRICARE Standard Beneficiary must pay for covered outpatient benefits before TRICARE begins to share costs. TRICARE Prime and TRICARE Prime Remote for Active Duty Family Members Beneficiaries do not have an annual deductible unless they are utilizing their point-of-service option. 67. What is defined by TRICARE as a medical, maternity, or psychiatric emergency that would lead a prudent layperson, someone with average knowledge of health and medicine, to believe that a serious medical condition existed or the absence of medical attention would result in a threat to his or her life, limb, or sight, and requires immediate medical treatment, or which has painful symptoms requiring immediate attention to relieve suffering. Emergency TRICARE defines an emergency as a medical, maternity, or psychiatric emergency that would lead a prudent layperson, someone with average knowledge of health and medicine, to believe that a serious medical condition existed or the absence of medical attention would result in a threat to his or her life, limb, or sight and requires immediate medical treatment or which has painful symptoms requiring immediate attention to relieve suffering. This includes situations where a beneficiary presents with severe pain. In the event of a life, limb, or eyesight-threatening emergency, you should go or be taken to the nearest emergency department for care. In all emergency situations, you must notify your primary care manager or regional contractor within 24 hours of any emergency admission so that ongoing care can be coordinated if enrolled in TRICARE Prime. 68. What is the annual deductible for TRICARE Prime or TRICARE Prime Remote and TRICARE Prime Remote for active duty family members? Zero dollars. There is no annual deductible for TRICARE Prime or TRICARE Prime Remote and TRICARE Prime Remote for active duty family members. However, there is a deductible if a TRICARE Prime or TPRADFM beneficiary exercises the point-of-service option. TRICARE Extra and TRICARE Standard beneficiaries are required to meet an annual deductible for outpatient services. The deductibles are as follows. Active duty family members, E4 and below, $50 per person or $100 per family per fiscal year. All retirees and active duty family members, E5 and above, $150 per person or $300 per family per fiscal year. 69. What is the claims processor for all claims for beneficiaries who are eligible for both TRICARE and Medicare? WPS, Wisconsin Physicians Service. Wisconsin Physicians Service is the claims processor for all claims for beneficiaries who are eligible for both TRICARE and Medicare. 
Claims are submitted on your behalf by your provider, and you will receive an explanation of benefits from WPS after the claims processing has been completed. The chart below contains important contact information for you regarding dual eligible claims. 70. What is the cost share after deductibles for active duty families under TRICARE Extra? 15%. Cost share after deductibles 15% for active duty families, 20% for retirees and their families, 20% for active duty families. Non-participating providers may also balance bill up to 15% above the TRICARE allowable charge. 25% for retirees and their families. Non-participating providers may also balance bill up to 15% above the TRICARE allowable charge. 71. What is the cost share after deductibles for retirees and their families under TRICARE Extra? 20%. Cost share after deductibles, 15% for active duty families, 20% for retirees and their families, 20% for active duty families. Non-participating providers may also balance bill up to 15% above the TRICARE allowable charge, 25% for retirees and their families. Non-participating providers may also balance bill up to 15% above the TRICARE allowable charge. 72. What is the Department of Defense Healthcare Program for active duty and retired members of the uniformed services, their families, and survivors? TRICARE. TRICARE is the Department of Defense Healthcare Program for active duty and retired members of the uniformed services, their families, and survivors. TRICARE's primary objectives are to optimize the delivery of healthcare services in military treatment facilities and attain the highest level of beneficiary satisfaction through the delivery of a world-class healthcare benefit. TRICARE brings together the healthcare resources of the Army, Navy, and Air Force and enhances their services with networks of civilian healthcare professionals. 73. What is TRICARE's Medicare wraparound coverage for TRICARE beneficiaries age 65 and over who become entitled to Medicare Part A and purchase Medicare Part B? TFL, TRICARE for Life. TRICARE for Life is TRICARE's Medicare wraparound coverage for TRICARE beneficiaries age 65 and over who become entitled to Medicare Part A and purchase Medicare Part B. TRICARE pays secondary to Medicare beginning on the first day of the month that you turn 65. 74. What program uses secure audiovisual conferencing to connect qualifying beneficiaries with off-site TRICARE-authorized providers? Telemental Health Program. The Telemental Health Program uses secure audiovisual conferencing to connect qualifying beneficiaries with off-site TRICARE-authorized providers. 75. Which program offers comprehensive, cost-effective dental coverage for uniformed services retirees and their eligible family members, certain surviving family members of deceased active duty sponsors, and Medal of Honor recipients and their immediate family members and survivors? TRDP, TRICARE Retiree Dental Program. The TRICARE Retiree Dental Program is a voluntary dental insurance program administered by the Federal Services Division of Delta Dental Plan of California. TRDP offers comprehensive, cost-effective dental coverage for uniformed services retirees and their eligible family members, certain surviving family members of deceased active duty sponsors, and Medal of Honor recipients and their immediate family members and survivors. Other details of TRDP benefits, requirements, and restrictions can be found at the DDP website at www.trdp.org. 76. 
Which system is a database of uniformed services members, family members, and others worldwide who are entitled under law to TRICARE benefits? DEERS, Defense Enrollment Eligibility Reporting System. Eligibility for TRICARE is determined by the Defense Enrollment Eligibility Reporting System, DEERS, a database of uniformed services members, family members, and others worldwide who are entitled under law to TRICARE benefits. Active duty and retired service members are automatically registered in DEERS, but it's the sponsor's responsibility to ensure that his or her eligible family members are registered correctly in DEERS. All sponsors should ensure that their family member's status, marriage, divorce, new child, etc., residential address, telephone numbers, and email address are current in DEERS so that TRICARE can send out information and have claims processed quickly and accurately. 77. Which term is defined as the maximum amount TRICARE will authorize for medical and other services furnished in an inpatient or outpatient setting? Allowable charge. Allowable charge, also TRICARE allowable charge, the term allowable charge is the maximum amount TRICARE will authorize for medical and other services furnished in an inpatient or outpatient setting. The allowable charge is normally the lowest of the actual billed charge or the allowable charge. For example, if the allowable charge for a service is $90 and the billed charge is $50, TRICARE will pay $50, actual billed charge. If the billed charge is $100, TRICARE will pay $90, the allowable charge. In the case of inpatient hospital payments, the diagnosis-related group is the TRICARE allowable charge of the billed amount regardless. 78. Which TRICARE option are active duty service members under full-time orders with a permanent duty assignment who live and work more than 50 miles or one hour's drive time from an MTF required to enroll in? TPR, TRICARE Prime Remote. Active duty service members under full-time orders with a permanent duty assignment who live and work more than 50 miles or one hour's drive time from an MTF in TPR-designated zip codes are required to enroll in TPR. In some cases where geographic boundaries create undue hardship for travel, service members living closer than 50 miles may be eligible for TPR. Service members may verify their eligibility based on location by visiting the TPR website at www.tricare.osd.mil remote. 79. Which TRICARE option is available to active duty service members? TRICARE Prime. Active duty service member, TRICARE Prime enroll with your regional contractor and select a primary care manager. 80. Which TRICARE option is available to Medicare-eligible beneficiaries age 65 and over? TRICARE for Life. Medicare-eligible beneficiary age 65 and over, TRICARE for Life, enroll in Medicare Part B and seek care from any TRICARE-authorized provider who accepts Medicare. 81. Which TRICARE option offers fewer out-of-pocket costs than any other TRICARE option? TRICARE Prime. TRICARE Prime offers fewer out-of-pocket costs than any other TRICARE option. TRICARE Prime beneficiaries receive most of their care from a military treatment facility supported by the TriWest Provider Network and are guaranteed access to care. To enroll in TRICARE Prime, you will complete an enrollment form and select or will be assigned a primary care manager who provides and coordinates your care, maintains your patient health records, refers you to specialists, and files claims for you. Specialty care must be arranged and approved by your PCM to be covered under TRICARE Prime.
TRICARE Prime also offers enhanced coverage for vision, behavioral health, and clinical preventive services. Specialty care received without proper authorization will be covered under the TRICARE Prime point-of-service option, which includes a deductible, higher copayments, and cost shares. 82. Which type of services are medically necessary services which are required for an illness or injury that would not result in further disability or death if not treated immediately, but require professional attention and have the potential to develop such a threat if treatment is delayed longer than 24 hours? Urgent care. Urgent care services are medically necessary services which are required for an illness or injury that would not result in further disability or death if not treated immediately, but require professional attention and have the potential to develop such a threat if treatment is delayed longer than 24 hours. An urgent care condition could be a sprain, sore throat, or rising temperature. 83. Which year did Congress enact HIPAA to combat fraud and abuse, improve portability of health insurance coverage, and simplify healthcare administration? 1996. In 1996, Congress enacted HIPAA to combat fraud and abuse, improve portability of health insurance coverage, and simplify healthcare administration. All military and civilian healthcare plans and providers who electronically conduct certain financial and administrative transactions must comply with HIPAA. 84. Within how many days of the date of the TRICARE Explanation of Benefits Notice do personnel have the right to appeal in writing certain decisions regarding their claims? 90. A TRICARE Explanation of Benefits is a statement sent to you showing what action has been taken on your TRICARE claims. An EOB is sent to you for your information and files. An EOB is not a bill. After reviewing the EOB, you have the right to appeal certain decisions regarding your claims and must do so in writing within 90 days of the date of the EOB notice. You should keep EOBs with your health insurance records for reference. Quality Assurance Program, Navy 1. A medical record is considered delinquent if all required record components are not completed within how many days of patient discharge. 30. Delinquency Used as a portion of the inpatient medical record review function, it is reserved for MTFs with inpatient capabilities. A medical record is considered delinquent if all required record components are not completed within 30 days of patient discharge. Examples of items needing completion are operation reports and discharge summaries. 2. An infection is considered nosocomial if it first becomes apparent within how many hours or more after admission. 72. Nosocomial infection, an inpatient acquired infection not present or incubating at the time of admission. An infection is considered nosocomial if it first becomes apparent 72 hours or more after admission. 3. By what date of each year must MTFs and DTFs, claimancy 18 only, forward an annual assessment of the preceding fiscal year's QA program to MED-3C4, with a copy to Cognizant Responsible Line Commander and Healthcare Suppo. January 15th. Fixed Medical and Dental Treatment Facilities, MTFs and DTFs, Claimancy 18 only, must forward an annual assessment of the preceding fiscal year's QA program to MED-3C4 with a copy to the Cognizant Responsible Line Commander and Healthcare Suppo to reach BUMED by 15th of January of each year using the Enclosure 5 format. 4. How many ECOMs are there per individual privileging authority? 1. 
there is one ECOMS per individual privileging authority as designated by reference E. 5. How many educational workshops are conducted by the Naval School of Health Sciences located in Bethesda, Maryland each year in the principles, components, and management of QA programs for Naval Medical Department personnel? 2. Naval School of Health Sciences, Bethesda, Maryland, conduct two educational workshops each year in the principles, components, and management of QA programs for Naval Medical Department personnel. Periodically, evaluate and modify as necessary QA educational programs to meet user and management needs. 6. How many years must routine QA program-related documentation be maintained in a secure location prior to disposal? 5. Routine QA program-related documentation must be maintained in a secure location for a period of five years before disposal. 7. How often must the Chief BUMED submit a QA program summary report? Annually. 8. How often should the QA program be reviewed for effectiveness and be revised as necessary? Annually. 9. Medical and dental QA programs support credentials review and privileging activities following what reference? BUMED Instruction 6320.66 10. MTFs meeting the criteria for participation in the Joint Commission survey process must maintain accreditation per what reference? BUMED Instruction 6000.2 Delta MTFs meeting the criteria for participation in the Joint Commission survey process must maintain accreditation. Standards for accreditation are outlined in references C and D. All MTFs not meeting the criteria for participation in the Joint Commission survey process must strive to comply with applicable standards to the extent practical within available resources. 11. QA inquiries and medical records related to a potentially compensable event and Judge Advocate General investigations must be maintained in a secure location at the local command for a minimum of how many years or as long as needed thereafter. 2. QA inquiries and medical records related to a potentially compensable event and Judge Advocate General investigations must be maintained in a secure location at the local command for a minimum of two years or as long as needed thereafter. 12. What is a determination concerning a monitor outcome confirmed through the peer review process? Validation. Validation. A determination concerning a monitor outcome confirmed through the peer review process. 13. What is an event or outcome during the process of medical or dental care in which the patient suffers a lack of improvement, injury, or illness of severity greater than ordinarily experienced by patients with similar procedures or illnesses. PCE, potentially compensable event. An event or outcome during the process of medical or dental care in which the patient suffers a lack of improvement, injury, or illness of severity greater than ordinarily experienced by patients with similar procedures or illnesses. 14. What is the formal and systematic exercise of monitoring and reviewing medical care and outcome called? Quality assurance. Quality assurance, the formal and systematic exercise of monitoring and reviewing medical care delivery and outcome, designing activities to improve health care and overcome identified deficiencies in providers, facilities, or support systems, and carrying out follow-up steps or procedures to ensure that actions have been effective, that no new problems have been introduced, 
and that individual improvements in quality as a result of process improvements is maintained. 15. What is the process by which practitioners of the same or like discipline evaluate the outcomes of QA program-related monitoring activities? Peer review. Peer review, the process by which practitioners of the same or like discipline evaluate the outcomes of QA program-related monitoring activities, commonly used to reach a conclusion when an expected structure, process, or outcome of patient care standard is not met. Peer review offers a practitioner the form for problem-solving and action as indicated. 16. What multidisciplinary committee is required when there is more than a single professional discipline providing patient care within the facility or type command under the cognizance of a single privileging authority? QA committee. QA committee, multidisciplinary and provides a form for discussion and oversight of all non-medical staff QA functions. 17. What must fixed MTFs and DTFs that meet the applicable criteria gain and maintain accreditation by? JCAHO, Juliet Charlie, Alpha Hotel Oscar. Fixed MTFs and DTFs meeting applicable criteria must gain and maintain accreditation by the Joint Commission on Accreditation of Healthcare Organizations, Joint Commissions, JCAHO. 18. What personnel are required to be licensed but are not included in the definition of healthcare practitioners? Clinical support staff. Clinical support staff, personnel who are required to be licensed but are not included in the definition of healthcare practitioners. This category includes pharmacists, dental hygienists, and non-privileged nurses. 19. What programs will MTF and DTFs have to monitor resource use and to recommend ways to balance assigned mission statements with existing healthcare resources? Utilization Review Utilization Review MTFs and DTFs will have UR programs to monitor resource use and to recommend ways to balance assigned mission statements with existing healthcare resources. 20. What state occurs when there is a variance from pre-established minimally acceptable standards of care? Deficiency. Deficiency. The state in which there is a variance from pre-established minimally acceptable standards of care. A variance is reportable following confirmation through the peer review process. The variance can be quantified in terms of time, frequency of action, quality of record completion, or quality of services provided, but should be pertinent to clinical practice. 21. What type of infection is an inpatient-acquired infection that was not present or incubated at the time of admission? Nosocomial. Nosocomial infection, an inpatient-acquired infection not present or incubating at the time of admission. An infection is considered nosocomial if it first becomes apparent 72 hours or more after admission. 22. What year was the QA program originally issued to standardize QA activities within Naval Medical Command MTFs? 1984. The QA program was originally issued in 1984 to standardize QA activities within Naval Medical Command MTFs. Naval Medical Department policy, procedures, and responsibilities for Naval DTFs ashore and afloat were issued in 1987 and incorporated into this instruction in 1989. 23. Who interprets DOD, SECNAV, and CNO policies, as well as provides guidance for Navy-wide QA program implementation? Chief Bumed. 
Chief Bureau of Medicine and Surgery, 1. Interprets Department of Defense, DOD, Secretary of the Navy, SECNAV, and CNO policies, and provides guidance for Navy-wide QA program implementation. That concludes this topic. Thank you for listening. Test your knowledge online at NavyBMR.com.